First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. One of the biggest stories from this week, just the other day, Ron DeSantis signed two bills expanding the what the media likes to call the don't say gay bill, which is the actually the parental rights and education bill. And he also banned what the left refers to as gender affirming surgeries for minors or to be factual. I know I know a lot of people get offended by facts. They really do. They're, they're very mad at me about it. Um, child sex change interventions, surgery and medication. Those are banned in Florida. And in response, we're seeing a whole bunch of lefties freaking out and, of course, lying about what's actually going on. Another really big story that's been going around for a while that we'll get into is a teacher who provided instruction to middle schoolers, their kids who are like 9 to 12 years old, on, let's just say, adult activities and how to secretly meet up with adults for adult activities. And of course, NBC News is lying about this, trying to, for some reason, cover it up. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we got that that uh, woman, the nurse, they called her a Karen said she was trying to steal a bike from some young, young black man, but then it was proven that she was actually being robbed by them. Her lawyer is saying they plan to sue the media for defamation. So we'll talk about that and a bunch of other stories. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com. Pick up some Cast Brew coffee. You like coffee. Coffee's great. Support the show by joining the Cast Brew Coffee Club. You'll get three different bags every single month, or you can just come down here and buy whichever blend you like. I think we're currently sold out of some of the Rise of the Birdo Jr. because y'all are buying too much, but uh, more will be in stock soon. Plus, we got K-Cups coming. The coffee shop is currently being built. Casper.com, support our work, and we're going to be building physical locations for people to hang out. Very excited about this. And head over to TimCast.com. Join us. Click that Join Us button. Become a member. Support our work directly. And check out the uh, members-only shows from this week because we had uh, uh, the, the, the episode yesterday with uh, Colby Covington. You, you probably want to see it because I kind of just went off on this on this rant about uh, the the current drama surrounding me. One of our guests canceled on us for the Culture War podcast, so that wasn't live, and it was because I made fact statements. Seriously, I, I yeah. wasn't insulting anybody. I said like, "Hey, here's a statement about a thing," and they're like, "How dare you?" And then they canceled on us. Not surprised. Not surprised. So we'll talk about that. How much more? Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about this and a whole lot more is Kingsley Cortez. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for having me. My name is Kingsley Cortez. I'm a Trump campaign alum. I currently do digital media at the Center for Renewing America in Washington, D.C. And I'm also national committee woman for the D.C. Young Republicans. So please follow me at Kingsley Cortez on all the platforms I'm on, you know, Getter, Truth, Twitter, the whole shebang. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. We got Phil Labonte. Hello, everyone. I am Phil Labonte, the lead singer for All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary here with... Hello, guys. I am Brett Dasevic. I am the host of Pop Culture Crisis right here on YouTube.com. We had a great episode go up today with Gothic. So after this episode tonight, you should go and check that one out because it was a lot of fun. And I am Surge.com filling in for Kellen PDL. He is off chasing rainbows or something. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, it'll be a good show. So let's get started. All right, let's jump into this first story. The outrage following Ron DeSantis's ban 
on sex change surgery for kids. AP News reports parents of transgender kids seek to block DeSantis's ban on gender affirming care for minors. The first thing I want to say about this is it's always language. They never tell you the truth. This is what got me in, got me in trouble, apparently, with one of our guests who was going to come on the Culture War podcast and then did not, is that I'm not here to play games for the left or the right. But that means you're basically going to be aligned with the right. What I mean by that is we've got an editorial team over at uh, TimCast.com. We write news. And uh, one of the articles we were writing, something came up having to do with pro-choice and pro-life. And I was reading this and I got kind of frustrated because there was some quote from some activist. And I said, I'm confused as to what they're trying to say. Uh, so I said, I don't think we should say pro-choice or pro-life. Those are political terms. If they're protesting to ban abortion, we, just, we should say protesting in, a, in, a, in opposition to abortion or protesting in support of abortion. So we can just say anti or pro-abortion. And everybody agreed like that. That's a fair point. Remove the political terminology from it. Be direct. That triggers the left. They get very, very angry. So in this instance, you can see right there in the headline, gender affirming care for minors. That is a leftist term. That is an ideological term to support their idea. Why is the AP doing that? So somebody at the AP said in our style guide, we are going to just use the language of left wing activists. Here's what we say. The right would call it mutilation. OK, I don't I don't call it that. And, and many conservatives are like, no, that's what look, I'm saying it is a child sex change surgery and medical intervention. That's just a fact statement that pisses the left off to no end. If you don't use their language, you're they, like, that's it. They come after you. Whereas the right will just go, OK, I guess. The left is a the left has a very significant authoritarian streak in them right now in the U.S. and in, in the West. You have to think like they think. If you talk like that's where the whole gender uh, gender you know using someone's pronouns comes from. Like you have to think of a trans woman as a woman. Trans women are women, not trans women are trans women. Um, they make a demand on your cognitive liberty. This is as authoritarian as it gets. They're demanding that you think like them. And it bothers me that liberals, actual liberals in the U.S. are, are bad liberals and they don't see that this They're is authoritarian. So we got this tweet from Chris Hayes. I love this one. He says, the law DeSantis signed in Florida banning care for trans kids is despicable and a frontal assault on the vaunted parental rights he and his ideological cohort have been screaming about for years. In Florida, you no longer get to make healthcare decisions for your own child. Ron DeSantis makes them. It doesn't matter what you think is best for your kids. Ron tells you. This is the weirdest thing. But I, I feel like as long as you read the stories, you can see through the thin veneer, the lies. What, what is he talking about? You can't make healthcare decisions for your kids? No, there's, there's a, there's a, a medical, uh, the chief medical officer or whatever they have for the, they have, they have a, they have the surgeon general in Florida who makes these medical decisions on what doctors, you know, basically overseeing how, how the health system is working. You've got the law, the legislature. Ron DeSantis signed what the state legislature presented to him. They are they, they, they're playing a political game, probably because 2024. But it's all just so crazy how they lie about all this stuff. There is no contradiction in saying a parent has a right to decide what a child learns and a parent does not have a right to determine if their child should be sterilized or not. Like at a certain point, the state intervenes to protect children under Chris Hayes's argument. He thinks you should be allowed to mercilessly beat your own children. Well, and his, Let's show you to what you think is best for them, right? He's, he's pro snake handling. 
Like, <laughs> you, like that's the thing. The, the state should not step in and prevent snake handling. You're, ch- you're chopping off the genitals of children. If children are gender dysphoric, you wait until after puberty because gender dysphoria tends to go away. The idea that Chris Hayes is saying is that like the state should not step in and say you can't starve your you can't starve your children. The, the state should not step in and say you must provide medical care to your children. Like he's stepping in and saying that it's okay for for the state to or for parents to literally cut their children allow their children to cut their bodies up. Everyone knows that tattoo, like forever, tattoos have been off limits for anyone under 18. And there was never a stink about it. And now, because it's not, oh, go ahead, I'll finish. Just the, L, the LGBT lobby and the ideology that comes along with, with trans, with the LGBT uh, perspective now, it's like, it's all about trying to sh- to shove the the idea down people's throats. I'm, I was going to say it's it's not just surgery; it's the medication too. It's the it's the chemical uh, uh, puberty blockers and uh, and and cross sex hormones, which also cause sterilization to the point where uh, even these high profile websites that are advising on what they call gender affirming care say you have to preserve your reproductive material as these these treat these treatments they call it will tend to remove your ability to reproduce. I think, too, just people like Chris Hayes, they aren't used to seeing Republicans wield power and fight back, especially on cultural issues. Because, I mean, the GOP in my lifetime has delivered, you know, tax cuts and endless wars. And that's about it. So I think, you know, for the first time to see conservatives wading into the cultural issues and pushing back and fighting this totally nuts stuff is really important. And I think it's it shocks the left because they're not used to it. But we need to do more of it, because if you don't have a culture, you don't have a country. It's because when they say boo, when they call you racist or sexist or homophobic, then they get everyone on the right to immediately cave to whatever demands they have because they understand that they do wield the power of most of the journalists and all of the all of that complex in this country. So if you have the power of 10,000 journalists who can use a bunch of buzzwords and names to call you, you wield a lot of power to stop people from proposing bills that they want to propose, from speaking out on social media in the ways they want to. And the media does the same thing when they use these terms like gender affirming care, which are to the uninitiated will read it and aren't going to look into it any further. And all they're going to get from that is evil right wing guy does evil right wing thing because they're bad. And I think for the average person who doesn't read the whole article, who only reads paragraph one, who doesn't look into what the actual meaning of these terms are, that wields a lot of power because people don't look any deeper. I'm torn. You know, I am. On the one hand, I'm concerned about these children and whether or not these treatments actually are the right thing to do, because the science shows desistance rates are very, very high. We went over this with Lance from the Surfs around uh, uh, reaching up to 98 percent or something like that. So most kids go through puberty and then they just stop experiencing this. And uh, we've already seen in Europe they've been abandoning these procedures. On the other hand, I think if Chris Hayes wants to sterilize his children, we shouldn't stop him. And I'm and, and you know, it's funny. because I'm half kidding that the issue here is I'm not a conservative. Chris Hayes comes out and says his children, he has the right to bring them to a doctor and remove their ability to reproduce. And I'm kind of like, well, I suppose the challenge is, do these children have rights to not have their lives irreparably harmed by the actions of their parents? The answer is, yes, of course. Just because a doctor tells you to do it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. But these people are voting to, uh, to terminate the lives of their children and take away their and their children's ability to reproduce. And I'm kind of like, we're, we're not in a position 
to assert uh, absolute authority over them to stop them from doing it. There has to be a vote on it. In Florida, the vote has been, you can't do it. Chris Hayes is losing his mind. But if this guy then moves to a state that allows it, like mm-hmm. California, it's like, okay, well, you know, the worst case scenario in the end of all of this is the future is conservative. Conservatives have a bunch of kids. Liberals sterilize their kids. The, the, it, it, it's, it just seems like it doesn't matter in the grand scale. It matters to the individual. It matters to the rights. It matters what we think people should be allowed to do to kids because those kids are going to grow up. They're going to be very angry. We've already seen it. Many detransitioners. But then I'm thinking about holistically the whole the whole world and where we're going. This is a small blip in the history of the United States that I think will cease to exist relatively shortly. I mean, I definitely agree with you that they're almost, you know, self-selecting out of reproducing and that's you know yeah and and for us on the right i mean that means more votes for us right but also does it mean more violence for us you look at people like the nashville shooter or the individual who killed that woman in arizona so there is you know i think having mentally ill people running around your society is not conducive to a society that is safe and allows for you know community flourishing This this is the big challenge across the board though like we see in san francisco we want to help people who are suffering we, like this is this is this is one of the challenges humans face balancing helping people with making sure that the crazy people who are unwell aren't dragging the whole system down. You know, they say when you're sitting on a plane, you got to put the mask on the person. You got to put your own mask on before putting on the mask of the person next to you. So how can we as the United States keep doing the opposite, sacrificing our cities and our, our economies for people who are not contributing? It's just breaking the system. And then eventually we're going to be left with empty cities and barren streets and no farms and no food, and people are going to wonder how it happened. The there's, I, I know, I it's it's just so tiring to hear people like you said lie, like hearing Chris Chris Hayes portraying things the way that he does. It's just it's exhausting and and extremely frustrating because there's there's people that have <clears throat> lives and they go about their day and they don't have the time to shove their face in Twitter or read a bunch of queer theory books or, you know, it's, and that's one of the things that the left really relies on is people living their lives and going about their day and not knowing what they're talking about. Every, like we talk on this show all the time about the fact that there are, that the the left has one dictionary or that we use the, the same, uh, same lexicon but a different dictionary the meanings of words change and stuff that's intentional your average person doesn't know that Mm -hmm. your average person doesn't understand that so when the left starts throwing around jargon at them they feel like they're like i don't know what any of this means They're like oh just stop you know whatever you say and it's such a manipulate it's so manipulative and it's frustrating to see so many people constantly battering you with a message and that that is is completely fabricated. I was talking to someone recently when we were discussing the idea that when you watch the news, depending on where you get your news from, you're living in a completely different reality from the person next to you if they get their news from a different source. And the language does a lot of that in the same way. You could be having a conversation. You you might both know the word, but you have your own definitions for what that word means. So you end up with a completely different conversation and you never actually get to any type of understanding because you can't get past the dialogue that's spoken. And I think that's also a problem when we talk about, you were talking about whether you think that this is a self-correcting problem. That's why they're so good at organizing and why they're so good at recruiting because recruiting is how they grow. Because if they're not having families. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. 
And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. If they're not expanding through their own gene pool, they have to organize through community leadership. They have to organize through propaganda in the media. And they do that very, very well. And I think in social media, TikTok, that is how they influence the next generation of people. I don't think it will be as easy as just something that cancels itself out in a generation or two. Because a lot of these people, conservatives included, there was a thing on Mother's Day where it said happy, uh, happy, it was a happy Mother's Day post and it was a bunch of iPads. Because kids are looking at their parents are putting their a tablet in front of them. They're not watching what they're oh, looking wow. at in the media. And that's right. The kids younger and younger are being influenced on websites that are not protecting them. Uh, yeah. What kid under the age of 13 was wouldn't know to hit the I yes, I am 13 button on TikTok. Right. So <laughs> the kids, I, I don't think it's ever going to be as simple as just it's going to be drowned out by the fact that they're not reproducing. It's something that you have to culturally change, whether that's through you know, putting out your own media that will be an alternative source to them or the type of thing where they need to do better about making sure their kids aren't taking in a bunch of stuff that they don't know. But then what do you do from there? Then you go to the school system. The school system pushes on it too. They really have surrounded the culture in every way. And to me, it sounds blackpilled. It's like, it's, I don't think it's that simple. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we just sit back and do nothing and then by having kids. No, no I'm saying... It's all, it's all interconnected. Yeah. The less they have kids and the more the right says, we're not bringing our kids to your schools, you will get a natural tendency towards a culture being developed by the right, which we're seeing across the board with comic books and, and, and cartoons, as well as parallel ec- uh, economies. Jeremy's chocolate and razors. We got Casper coffee. Uh, Jeremy has uh, Jeremy from the quartering has coffee brand coffee, a bunch of companies popping up competing with the establishment that is falling apart. I look at all of these in the big picture and I'm just like, over a long enough period of time, the future seems obvious, right? I just, I just feel like for me at this, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to invest in one of these companies because it seems inevitable. Sure, there's a bunch of variables, who knows what'll change, but I don't see how you reverse course and salvage the left. You've got decaying media organizations they're going out of business. CNN's ratings have dropped below Newsmax. BuzzFeed News is gone. Vice is, is in bankruptcy. Now, all of these companies, they're, they're losing clicks. They're losing followers. They're freaking out. They're fleeing Twitter. Their influence is crumbling. Then they're sterilizing and aborting their own children. Conservatives are pulling their kids out of these schools. Their influence is going to be gone in 10 years. Then you add them to the fact they're not having kids. Give it 20 or 30 years and you're going to have two new generations entering the cultural space who have not been influenced by their by their media because their media is ceasing to exist. Disney just announced they're going to be moving a whole bunch of their products over. Was it from uh, from Hulu to Disney Plus? Yeah, they're going to bundle everything so that you can get everything in one place. But that means they're 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 also locking things up. They also got rid of a bunch of the like Willow and the really bad stuff that came out. They took like fifty or sixty things off Disney Plus because it's wow. literally just taking up server space and nobody's watching any of it. So, but I I just think all of those things together predict a conservative future. I mean, it's. It makes sense that, you know, the theory that you have, I'm not so sure, not so confident. I think that the, the left very, is, has a subversive uh, agenda. And, and I think that, that it's more than just trying to get people to, you know, or, or just the, the people not having kids. I do think that the left is going to come after the existing they, they, Yeah, kids. But, but they can try, but they're, but they're, they're diminishing. 
I think though they own all the institutions, right? Like if you're one of these parents who's pissed off that, you know, gay porn is in your kid's library, you protest that at a school board meeting, you're going to be put on a no-fly list. Like the FBI is going to knock on your door. So I think that the fear tactics still exist because the left controls almost every institution in this country and combating that, getting people to be willing to combat that, to put their livelihoods on the line is a hard thing to do. I think Sticks Hexenhammer like two years ago said you're better off, you know, organizing in the local departments, run for your local school boards, run for local government. You'll make more of a difference there than worrying about the presidential race, which is in a lot of ways for most people, it's a spectator sport. Like, do they see how much of those decisions do they see on the daily? We see it now with inflation and things like that. But in general, you're going to get a lot more mileage and you're going to get a lot more out of working at your local level it, i think the local stuff is is extremely important to people because you can have a whole lot more you know effect on on your local politics mm-hmm. you know if you can if you might bump into you know your selectmen and obviously if you're in like new york city or if you're in one of the major cities it's going to be significantly less likely that you'll bump into like your i don't know whatever they have aldermans or whatever i don't know but if you in a yeah. smaller town chicago has aldermans right yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know, you're, it's probably not very likely that you will, but you'll you'll run into other people that are in your community if you're active in your community, and that's the way to have the most influence on your community is you know school school boards or or you know any kind of civic stuff that's going on that needs to be taken care of. That's why they got rid of civics from government from school programs I a mean, long time ago. That was uh, that was very much planned. I agree with you. I think so, but you know, I the the legal and local method is is i think the actual way to 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 go so let's uh let's jump to this story and uh make everybody angry you may have seen the story but we're gonna we're gonna bring it up here for this friday show this is from today.com she offered a lgbtq minus themed book to her children you normally they put the plus but there's like a, a dash there so i had to say minus anyway they say she offered an lgbtq themed book to her middle schoolers parents filed a police report danielle Campo more. She writes this story saying she'd been at Illinois' middle school teacher for 20 years. So middle school is, uh, what is that, 8 to 12, 8 to 13? Uh, middle school is 8 to 12, yeah. The right. book in question is a book called This Book is Gay. The article from today doesn't tell you what she actually did. I am going to keep the language family friendly for all of you because you may have children listening. This teacher provided instruction to children, children, ages, presumably middle schoolers, so we're 8 to 13, on how to meet adult men for gay sex. She provided them on instruction on how to consume the bodily materials of other adult men. Dude. Yes. Where's that language again? That they, and I'm this trying is how to, they win. This is the language because by well, not I'm trying telling to be, I'm, well, I, I think I told them exactly what it was. I'm being academic. No, I'm, I'm saying this is why the article wins because the average person reads it doesn't know that that's what that right, exactly. says. It's an LGBTQ themed book. Exactly. It's like that meme that says like, no matter how much you hate journalists, you don't hate them enough. Like this. <laughs> this is, this is yeah. the, the that that's. True. Well, hold on. Um, that's what they were saying about the other. I have a, story. I have a question. I have a question. Danielle Campoamore wrote this. Why did she not include that this teacher was providing this degree of instruction to children? Because they're trying to hide it from parents. But 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 but, but, but why would you want to hide it from parents? Why does Danielle Campoamore, this writer for today, not want parents to know that this teacher was instructing their children on how to arrange anonymous 
adult activity activities with adults sexual so activities crazy. why why is she trying to obfuscate this i think because you know depravity and perversion seeks more of that more of the same thing okay, right? you're, they, you're getting warmer but what does that what does that mean you're, you're saying that danielle campo more is depraved and perverted i mean clearly yeah to lead to leave out <laughs> so this it, stuff is, absolutely is, is, is it possible then that maybe danielle campo more shares certain predilections for children that this teacher might <laughs> is she also gay well i don't know about that <laughs> that that's not material i mean that's how she'd write it i suppose right but we're talking right. about a middle-aged teacher giving a book to children that explains them how to eat male fluids or i shouldn't say I, I'll, be, I'll be very careful provides instruction on the process of because it does i want to be i'm being fair it does tell them not to do it yes it says it says it's not safe Oh. But it does include cool. definitional breakdown of how it occurs and also what it means to consume feces. These things are being provided Dude. to children, but more importantly, it explains to them in detail how to use applications to upload their, their images as children. This is illegal. Mm. It's instructing them on making images of themselves to share with adults for anonymous encounters. I can only assume... I think it's the only fair assessment is possibly why someone working for a media organization would obfuscate this. They, too, are attracted to children because anybody who any 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 sane adult who doesn't want children being harmed this way is not going to cover up for another pedophile. Well, if they're ideologically possessed, they would. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I mean, I don't so know. You're, you're saying that perhaps Danielle Campomore is not a pedophile herself but that she wants to protect pedophiles. Yes, 100%. I am absolutely saying that. With I, I, full-throated, I am saying that. Actually, I, I would agree with that because maybe it's it's viewed as like, you had that big movement. I shouldn't say big movement. You had that, that movement among pedophiles, LGBTP, mm -hmm. where they're trying to get, their, get the, the P added to their- Absolutely. It didn't work, but it would make sense with that TED talk where that woman tried saying, it's like a, she tried claiming it was normal. You have- Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Journalists who are like, yes, I agree with you. I will protect you. People that yeah. are familiar with queer theory. Uh, I think Gail Rubin is one of the, the original idea writers Rubin, for yeah. queer mm -hmm. theory. Uh, Mario Malelli was a uh, an Italian guy that was writing queer theory. Uh, Foucault, Foucault, who's a postmodern leftist. All of these people that dip into queer theory have all in some way defended pedophilia the uh gail rubin calls it um called the intergenerational and these are all things that if you want to go and read the text in queer theory this is the cutting edge in sociology departments i just got into an argument today with a friend of mine not argument but we were going back and forth on twitter and he's like this you know this stuff isn't happening blah 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 and i'm like go look because I am not the one that's asserting these things. All I'm doing is relaying the information that are in books, in sociology departments, in queer theory, in LGBT studies, in probably in women's studies. These are the ideas that are in the sociology departments. I don't like them. I don't want them to be there. I didn't put them there. But don't get mad at me because I know they're there.
it, when they say that it's not being taught, that nobody's talking about it, that it's not real, there was an episode of The Good Doctor in 2018 where they talk about a person who has uh, a desire for um, interactions with children. And they, and they in the episode, they treat it with empathy because he has yeah. not acted on it. And that's it, just to say, 2018, we're talking a very long time ago in that when you really think about how long that's been mainstream. Yeah. So it's not new in any way, shape, or form. No. And they've tried to change the language on this too, right? They're calling pedophiles. They, there's a push to call them minor attractive Maps. persons. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, this is... This proves that the slippery slope is, in fact, very slippery. I think a lot of us, especially me, I was a little bit more libertarian in my college days. I kind of laughed when Christian conservatives said, you know, pushing for gay marriage is going to open the floodgates. And it really has. I mean, look at what we're dealing with today in just a short amount of time. Or the stories of people who get to a guy gets to go to a woman's prison because uh, because he identifies a different way. It really is when you allow that much subjectivity to the real world, bad things can happen. I love the uh, why do you care so much? Yeah. <laughs> I constantly say it, and it's like Seamus likes to bring that up. And then there was a I, I, so what happened with the show we we're supposed to have to do this morning is that I made a comment that was a very dry statement in my opinion about. Um, the normalization of transgender individuals. And it was uh, Kim Petras on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Now, Kim is biologically male, has undergone many surgeries, and the, the image had Kim on, halfway underwater, so you could only see half of the chest and up. And in response to my tweet, someone said something like, if, if it wasn't for grifters like Tim, you wouldn't even know that these people existed. And, I, and my response was, except for when they're on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine. And had like won a Grammy this and, year. And, 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 and right, it was singing with um, uh, Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. It's um, like, no, I'm like, I would love to talk about the Middle East right now. Did you guys see Assad? He met with Saudi Arabia. Hey, how about this? Saudi, the, the, the civil war is basically over. Assad won. And him teaming up with Saudi Arabia having this meeting implies the petrodollars on the way out. How about we talk about things like that instead? No, but our culture is dominated by people who are gutting it from the ground up. So I certainly want to talk about it. Sports Illustrated is actually interesting because it is like the hierarchy of what is acceptable in our society right now. There was four covers. There was the Kim Petras. You have trans, a trans individual. You have uh, Martha Stewart. So you got an 81 year old lady. Then you have Megan Fox. She, her whole thing was talking about uh, body dysmorphia. And then there was just another lady named like Brooke Nader, Brooks Nader, who I wonder if she's related to Ralph Nader, because that would be very cool if that was true. But hers was just, I won a beauty contest. And I was like, why can't we talk about that? This lady like beat out 10,000 other people to get this job because that doesn't sell anymore because there is no ESG funding in that story. There is no ideological way to virtue signal to people that you want to build your base. They're always looking to build this phantom audience. The people who are buying Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Editions don't care about Kim Petras, at least not if they, they're paying attention, and definitely don't care about seeing Martha Stewart on the cover. But mm -hmm. there's that's the hierarchy now. You have to be some type of oppressed group. You have to fit into an affinity group someplace for it to be relevant in the culture, the culture that they're pushing on us. Do people still read these things? Uh, I mean, I, I was trying to explain that I was like, you will not understand how important this was as a symbol in the '90s. Maybe not so much anymore. Can you get I like a tablet that. edition of it? I have no idea. Like, I when you go to like a Walgreens or a Walmart or something, you see the magazine section. You'll notice when you're checking out at Walmart, the magazines don't have names anymore. It's a thing. So like, I see a magazine and it just said, it said Captain America all really big on it, and I'm like, what magazine is this? And then really, really tiny, it's Time Magazine. Because it doesn't matter anymore. They know 
nobody's buying their magazine. What they do know is, or I, I, maybe maybe not time, but like the logo is really small. People will see, oh, I like Captain America. I will buy a Captain America thing. And then they're buying the magazine because people aren't reading them anymore. No, I mean, and there there is a, a certain homogeneity of the message. Like you, you get GQ with, you know, trans men on it and, uh, you know, what is it? Health with yeah. fat ladies on it, and Health it's just size. yeah, it's just the total homogenization of the of the message. It doesn't matter if you're picking up Rolling Stone or if you're picking up GQ or if you're picking up you know yeah, Women's Health or whatever. You're getting the same message. I, it, it is absolutely the same message. I just going back to whether or not this uh, these people can they're, 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 the left can survive in the future. I just I just don't see it. I just. I, I can't see this stuff making its way into the future because for one, like I mentioned, it's self-destructive, but people are not like people. So I'll put it this way. We, I made the joke on Twitter based off of John Dye's joke. I said, start complimenting liberal women by saying they look like Dil they, they look like Dylan Mulvaney or Lizzo. Mm. Everybody immediately understands what the what the what the joke is. While these liberal women will say Dylan Mulvaney is beautiful or Lizzo is beautiful. If you say you look just like them. They will get angry because mm -hmm. inside they know they're lying. They don't find these people attractive. That's the kind of thing that says to me, this cannot survive. This cannot persist. The the the, the culture they have of lying about how they real, really feel about things, everyone on the surface might lie, but then they won't actually act upon those things. And those things will not exist. Yeah. They can go on. And, 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 and on top of that too, if you, if they keep coming out and saying people like Lizzo are beautiful, like, this is going to lead to a high mortality rate for a lot of people. Once again, it is it is resulting in the loss of life on the left. The right is more likely to be like, cut out the sugar, stop eating seed oils. How many how many people, how many times have you heard in the past week, stop eating seed oils? Like, come on, the right won't shut up about it. That and the microplastics. Microplastics. But see, like the right, whatever that is, is trying really hard to be healthy, to be responsible. I got glass bottle water here. We get it for all our guests. You, you do have plastic because we, you know, we're not that crazy. We just try <laughs> to do better. But if, if the long, the long run, the trajectory just seems very simple. The left starts to disappear and the right expands. I get what you're saying, but like historically when we've seen these kind of ideologies try to push for influence and stuff, there's mass deaths. So you could be right. There could be a lot of people that end There's, up dying. I, that, But that's also something that happens. Mass death in which direction? I mean, well, if they get in, if they get in control, if they get into positions of power and actually can decide, can make policy, then you're going to end up seeing a massive push for, for the reduction of carbon usage and the reduct, and that means reduction of energy usage. They don't want to use uh, petrochemicals to, to fertilize right. any plants and stuff. So you're going to see famines. You're going to see death of, of not just conservative or not just left, but conservatives too. Why, why conservatives? Because they're, well, it would be a worldwide death because you, you'll see like, you'll see significant famine. Not, that would, it, it's not going to start with, with the US. It'll be in places where, that, where there's already on the edge of famine. That's American the first conservatives will be the last to go. The sure, last. sure, sure. And, I, that, and, and then what happens 20 years later? Conservative United States. I mean, maybe. So uh, we, we can put it this way. Let's say the there, there's two potential forks. The left sterilizing and aborting their kids. They're promoting unhealthy lifestyles and promoting sterilization of individuals. Over a long enough period of time, they just won't exist. Well, let me finish. That's one potential. The other potential is they gain massive political power of the institutions, take over, and then start culling their opponents. Either way, 
the Great Famine, whatever ends up happening, as we often see with big communist regimes, the Soviet Union lasted about 69 years. And then what happens? It falls apart. If it does, conservatives who tend to have their own sources of food to a, to a greater degree than liberals, the, the pressure is still apparent. The left taking over means famine and death. But it's the people in the cities who are urban liberals who are the first to struggle and have no access to resources. Conservatives are going to be out in the middle of nowhere, uh, nowhere with chickens, goats, guns, and a garden. At the very least, not every single one will strive. Well, I'm sorry, will thrive. But many of them will be okay. Plus, all the preppers are right-leaning. I, I don't disagree with the ultimate result. Like, I don't think that the 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 left will ultimately win because I think that it constantly it... it eats itself and there's all kinds of problems in the ideology um it's i just don't think that it's going to be any kind of uh smooth sailing to get who there. said it was smooth sailing I'm not, I'm not i'm not saying that it you could did, it could be the but, most catastrophic nightmare scenario we could imagine but the end result is the right wins i think likely because i, th- I think that uh i think that there's 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 merit to your arguments about the way that people on the right live and the way that they organize just, their lives and stuff. But I'm looking at it just like basic probabilities, right? You 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 don't what you betting on a horse race. When you bet on the long shot horse forty to one, you win around forty to one. Imagine if they were like the horse that got a 40, 40 to one chance to win, and we'll give you you know you bet a hundred bucks, we'll give you ten dollars if you win. You'd be like, wow, why would I do that? <laughs> All likely I'm going to lose, and even if I win, I don't get anything. I'm looking at this right now. It's like the probability exists that, sure, sure, when you're looking at any roll of the die, we'll do that. It's possible that Snake Eyes comes up. It happens all the time. But it's just one in 30 rolls for it to happen. So it's unlikely. I think it is very unlikely in the long term the left succeeds. They may have short-term victories. They may get, they, they, they have many institutions, I believe, right now. But over, over a long enough period of time, it just fails because it's not physically possible. Even if we, if we break it down to just simple economics, centralized command economies cannot work. Right. Just uh, unless there is some AI takeover. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Let's go with that. <laughs> or, or saying, like, <laughs> is it also fair to point out that there's a difference between whether we're talking leftist tactics and the average neoliberal who will definitely support a lot of these policies, but are raising kids that are still going to end up in government, still are having traditional families. They're just not telling you that the things that we're talking about are a problem, right? They still support them. They just don't. It's nimbyism. They just don't support it in their own backyard. Yep. They're they're fine with that. Like those so, kids. Yeah, so the the problem is that like yeah, you could in a lot of ways the the fringe types are going to find themselves eliminated from the gene pool with their decisions. But the Nancy Pelosi's and the the rest of the politi- the pl- politicians are still having kids. They're still expanding and creating their own political oligarchies in a lot of ways with their families. I I don't see if necessarily it goes away that quickly. I I think the establishment people just do whatever they think earns them power. And if the left is removing themselves culturally and physically, then you Democrats will will gladly come out. They, they will gladly come out in support for cutting taxes for the rich, if the power structures support that idea. It, it doesn't matter. They they're they're vanilla yogurt. You know what I mean? Just like whatever whatever's happening in the world, they'll say like sure. Mm-hmm. So, I think it ultimately comes down to we have two big populist wave populist waves, and one is like not like everybody on the right is healthy and fit. But more likely to be meritocratic, more likely to live in rural areas with better air, with access to at least some ability to get their own food. I mean, look, right, right now outside, I can see all the mulberries growing. 
And we have those mock strawberries. It's really fun. Have you ever seen the mock strawberries? No. I didn't even know about these things until I move out here. There are these little tiny yellow flowers, and they grow what looks like strawberries on them. And uh, you can eat them. They're just flavorless. They're like pretty bland, and no one mm. really cares for them. But the chickens eat them. They, mm. they gobble them up. Mm. So I'm like, I'm out here. We got chickens. We got eggs. We got berries. We got the pawpaw fruits that are like crazy. And we're not even trying to have that food. Mm-hmm. You live in a city. There's no food outside. You go to a store, you get no. your food, or you don't. Out here, we have choices on walking outside and finding things to eat if we so choose. And typically, we go to the grocery store. But I'll, putting it at that, if society collapsed right now, we out here in the middle of nowhere would have little bits of food. In the city, they would have none. Yeah. That's enough. People out here will sur- are more likely to survive than people in cities. Not to mention all the pressures that come from population density in those places when everything when something bad happens. I am wrong. They actually have a lot more food in the cities than we do out here. Each other. Exactly. <laughs> for, for real, though. <laughs> There's no people out here. So it's like, I got to eat a deer. We got a lot of deer, There's though. There's so many deer out here. Yeah, turkeys, too. Yeah. How's your car there, Serge? Uh, I still haven't gotten looked at, but it's, it's just annoying. There's too many. They're it's, everywhere. It's wild. They're you had a deer? Yeah, I had a deer uh, going on the highway when it was foggy the day. Yeah. When? When? Recently? Uh, yeah, it was on what? Was it Monday, Tuesday? Whoa! Yeah. Something, right? Dude, it's, it's just because it's foggy and there's there's literally so many of them. There were like I think 10 we gotta eat them. Yeah, man. literally. <clears throat> I know. Totally. You know, I'm trying to eat the chickens, but my brother doesn't want to eat any of them. <laughs> He's like, no, we can't. Talking I'm about, like, come on. Talking about the, the the guys in the back of the. Well, the roosters the, for sure. I've been yeah. trying to make rooster stew for like a year, but my brother's like, we can't eat them, man. <laughs> like the foxes are eating them. Like yeah. I think a couple of them died. Well, but they're mostly all okay. Roberto, Roberto, King Roberto is still all right. He's he's re- in retirement. He's doing he's doing well. But I'm ready. To, we got too many. We got babies now. They had they make more of themselves, <laughs> and then we give them scraps. We give them leftovers. They eat bugs. Yeah. It's because they're not turning their kids into trans individuals. They're actually <laughs> having. Yeah, they, they actually you know. Well, actually, create. we mostly bred yep. out of the chickens the broodiness. So mm. yeah, it's actually not super well, easy. Pretty, the silkies will have babies. Yeah. The fluffy chickens, they, they they just they desperately want to have babies. And then we have a cochin, and she had two babies, and so mm. she stands there with little babies. It's very cute, you know. And then one day we'll eat them. Yeah, because it's food, and I have no problems. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, yes, they're cute. Yes, I love my chickens, and they're also my food. Chickens are. Yeah. It's really hard to love chickens. They're so stupid. <laughs> That's why I love them. <laughs> well, I mean, like a dog, I get it. I get love in both because I get love in a cat. Chickens, they're they're tough to love. They're nah. Well, Seamus spent his, funny. Seamus spent two hours on our podcast talking about how dogs don't have the capacity to love. Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, yeah he's totally wrong. Uh, you see, here's the thing about Roberto Jr. He walks around minding his own business, and he's a stand-up guy. We had we had leftover sushi today, and we went out the sashimi. And when we would try and give some to him, he would make sure the girls got it instead. Aww. He he never, he, he always just like stands above it. He'll look down and the girls will come and take it and he'll just stand back up and he w- keeps watch. What he, a gentleman. He is. He watches guard all day. He's less concerned with having food for himself. He just wants to make sure his girls are all right. He's there's got no, a lot of girls. There's no chickens saying, where have all the good men gone? No, no. <laughs> he's, a chi- he's, a, he's a good dude. And see, that's the thing about chickens. Roosters will sacrifice themselves. Did you know this? Did not know that. Yeah, that's right. Well, they I, I am I am offended by people saying, you know, using the word chicken to imply cowardice mm-hmm. because a rooster will charge to its death if it means buying time of, for the hens to escape to safety. 
That's braver than most humans. Now somebody mm-hmm. gets attacked on a subway and they just don't intervene. Exactly. Because the, the rooster won't get, the chicken won't get sued. So well, they, they don't the, want to get involved. This is why I want to donate to Daniel Penny because he exhibited the, 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 the spirit of the noble rooster <laughs> by defending the people. You should on tell that him train. that. Somebody should, should be told. I mean, the rooster, like, I, 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 when I was reading about chickens, I was like, wow, no, for real. And then we had a hawk attack, an eagle, or, or I think a hawk, I don't think we have eagles out here. A hawk swooped in trying to get our chickens. And then Roberto, his dad, yelled, runs to the door because we had a caged up thing and there was a door they can come out to the garden. It swoops into the garden. He runs out and stands guard in front of it, waiting for all the girls to go in and then goes in last. <laughs> wow. I, dude, these guys, like, these are stand up dudes, man. They do. Let's 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 jump to the story from the National Review and stop talking about chickens. This is from uh, National Review. Lawyer for pregnant NYC nurse involved in bike feud vows to sue media for defamation. Can I give you money, sir? I know they have a GoFundMe for her, but I would provide some money for a lawsuit against the media for lying. The lawyer representing a pregnant New York physician assistant who, who whose confrontation with a group of black men over a rented bike led to her suspension from the hospital plans to sue media outlets to, that cast her as a racist thief. Sarah Jane Comrie got into an argument last week with a few young black men who claimed she was stealing a rental bike they paid for. Video went viral. This we know. She then released receipts. NBC News reviewed them, too. So now they've been reviewed by everybody and they've all confirmed that. Yep, that was her bike. They even gone so far as to say you can't rent the same bike out in rapid succession, meaning the only way she had the receipt is if she was the one who was trying to get the bike in the first place. These dudes were trying to rob her and the media Attacked her. Ben Crump. You got to sue. What's this guy's name? What's his lawyer's name? Ben Crump? No, no, no. This this lawyer, uh, lawyer. for Sarah Comrie. Justin Marino. You got to sue Ben Crump. Yep. For defamation. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So they say a few minor press outlets and uh, and the black men involved in the altercation claimed that Comrie was fake crying and stole the bike. Multiple major press outlets also reported the video suggested she stole the bike. Some online figures disparaged Comrie as a Karen, a popular slang term for a white woman who feels entitled to special treatment. We are going to get an answer when we start filing defamation lawsuits, Marina told Fox News' Bill Hammer. She's been called a racist, a thief. There are reasons defamation laws exist, and we plan to pursue that. Well, there you, was the, a lot of the headlines on Twitter. It said, appears to be stealing a bike. And it's like that word appears is literally prevent. It's like the shield preventing you from your libel, from your from your lawsuit, right? So like I said, oh, yeah. no matter how much you hate the journalists, you don't hate them enough. You really should hate them more. <laughs> there, you cannot you can't. hate them enough. They, I love the Michael Malice uh, quote about, you know, the job will be done when the average journalist is looked at like a tobacco lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the respect they deserve. They're disgusting. They want the they want the race war. Yeah. It they can't do. come well, soon enough. The thing is, like, I I know I I talked about this on Twitter the other day. Um, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was this, this, uh... And then the NDAA of uh, 2012, the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, that allowed the federal government to propagandize people. That coincides with the like the singularity of everybody having a cell phone in their pocket and having the internet connected to them. 
The media jumped at the chance to feed the people the story that the government wanted. And I can't, like the reason that there's so many people that feel very homogenized one way is because the federal government has been shoving a narrative down our throats. Yeah. And it's, it, it is reflected in the way the population looks at other people. You look at the way the left looks at the right, the whole like the... Uh, what was it the the not the disposables the deplorables Deplorable. and all that stuff it goes along with it they're, they're just oh the race they're all racist they're all this they're all that and it's a narrative that is shoved down everyone's throat like we were talking earlier all the magazines are the same it doesn't matter if it's gq or if it's time or if it's rolling stone they're all shoving the same message down their throat teen vogue the, the federal government exactly yeah S giving young women communism since like back for back for years now. <laughs> exactly and the narrative that's coming out of the federal government is oh there's all these it's White nationalism is the white nationalism is the biggest problem, and your your MAGA neighbor is yeah. probably a racist that hates you, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. All of that is a propagandic message that is coming straight out of the federal government, directed at the left, because that's the quote unquote nice uh, opinion, and it's also the one that actually empowers the government. So of course the federal government is going to promote a narrative that promotes pe that says people should endorse what the federal government wants you know higher taxes and and more power and authority to the federal government so i i think that the that has been a big part of the reason why everyone seem or everyone on the left seems to have the same opinion and knows nothing about the right they don't know anything about independence they only know that the the what the left has been told, you know, told to think essentially. I think too, you know, no one wants to talk about it, especially on the right, but there is 100% a racial caste system that currently exists in this country. I mean, this woman was villainized. She was called a burglar, every name in the book, right? Because she's the caricature of a Karen, which is a slur for white women who dare to, you know, complain about the degeneracy that they see in their communities. Um, that, that just, you know, say, I don't want it to be this way. And I think they tried to Daniel Penny her. They really did. They tried to throw her under the bus. She was fired from her job or I think placed Suspended. on, yeah, yeah, placed on leave from her job. Um, and the media came after her and you know, who wasn't docs, the people who attacked her. Yeah. I mean, it's just totally yeah. backwards. The media is out there defending criminals, lawless gangs just right. that are running the streets. And I think our law enforcement too, you're seeing selective enforcement here, right? You have people that are allowed to behave in a criminal manner. And then you have people who aren't. And often that is whether you are right or left leaning. What does it matter when the prosecutors, when the DAs won't prosecute anyways on a lot of these crimes? doesn't matter. No, it's crazy. I mean, we used to arrest people for disturbing the peace. And now if you walk around... No, we did. And now <laughs> if you walk around D.C. Yeah, now if you walk around D.C., there are homeless people screaming and harassing you at almost every corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. I, I was looking at these photos... We were in Atlantic City, and they have these photos all, all on the wall at this one. Uh, this we're, we're at this place that had photos on the wall, and you could see everybody wearing a suit, like it's the boardwalk, nineteen twenty or whatever, and all the men and women are are dressed up. And I was like, they're wearing three piece suits. The women are all wearing this crazy outfit. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. They would arrest you for disturbing the peace, like very rigid way of living. I'm not advocating for it, but I am saying. 
We used to have a little bit more rules. Slipper- and maybe we need a little bit more rules. It's a slippery slope. You stop wearing the three-piece suit out in public, and all of a sudden, there's just crime going on in the streets. You stop wearing the three-piece suit, next thing you know, is a dude taking a dump right there in the middle of the street. That's a <laughs> how they don't the arrest show. these people because you can't because they're they're mentally you know they're mentally ill and and they should got, be institutionalized. Well, yeah, the state can't at, at least at this point, the state can't just pick them up so i mean there sh- probably should be some kind of law that I, okay, even, okay. even that on. i have a problem with because like look the second you throw somebody in the system let's not pretend like any of these institutions uh as soon as they get a hold of, the system gets a hold of them it's very hard to extricate yourself from that environment because they're so corrupt so i'm that, this came up a lot when they were talking about britney spears because she's still acting absolutely ridiculous i'm like it's her right to do that she's not harming she's not yeah. harming anyone she's not making good decisions but it's her right as an american citizen to make those bad decisions for herself but the people that are doing these things in the streets are doing things that are harming other people but i still would err on the side of caution of just throwing them in asylums given that i don't know if that's the answer yes but hear me out i have an idea what if in san francisco if you are caught taking a dump outside they put you on a boat and bring you to an island and then leave so an island may be in the Bay I was of just thinking no, 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 just prosecute no, 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 no. them, but no. I'm not saying any prosecution. I'm saying if you are caught defecating in the streets, they put you on the boat, they bring you out, they drop you off on the island, you're free to go. They have it. Like, no, no, no. There, there's no incarceration. You're not locked up. They're just going to, we're going to drop you off right here. And that's it. No more words. I'm not here to insult you. We'll be on our way. And if you build a boat and come back from the island, then so be it. Otherwise, you know, you're not locking anybody up. You, I mean, you could. You're not depriving them of anything. If they could. don't, if they don't live anywhere, if they're, if there's, if if they are, if they are homeless with no jobs and they're taking dumps on the street, why should? In all seriousness, the question is this: Why should we, as citizens and taxpayers of a city, tolerate people who aren't members of our community destroying our community? Right. Do we not have the right to be like, we are going to place you outside? Mm-hmm. You can always walk back in. We're not like. But if we catch you, we're going to remove you again. Because I know people who've gotten banned from cities. I've heard this. They were like, you're not welcome here and things like that. But we don't do it for people who are taking dumps in the street in San Francisco. Yeah. I assume they want that, though. Like, the government likes that it's happening. <laughs> they could arrest them, though, and prosecute them, but they won't prosecute them. And that's the big problem here, right? They're, what are they doing with Epstein's Island? They could use that one. There's Alcatraz is in San Francisco. Yeah. Alcatraz, yeah. just right out there. It's, it's all right. There's buildings. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, don't lock them up, but there's already buildings. They can go inside. They get shelter from the rain. Drop but if, they give, like if we give them like a big enough island with like food and animals and stuff, it's like you have every chance to survive in in Me. this. And it's a mini exile. It's like mini. It's like you can always come back. Just swim. I don't know. Whatever. It's up to you. We're not Catal- we're not telling you what you can or can't do. We're just leaving you here. The island of Catalina off of uh, San yeah. Diego. There's a fantastic <laughs> reality show pitch in there somewhere. I think really I'm, we placed 100 homeless men on an island. Look, like if Milf Manor is a thing, then they could absolutely do this. <laughs> for the number, for the number of, of homeless people that are in... I mean, just the greater San Francisco area. You'd need a you'd need an island the size of like Oahu. Like it would have to be yeah. like a, a sizable the question, island. The question support. is, is it possible that what these people might need is actual hardship? I mean, yeah. probably they are. They, these are people who are in places where they have makeshift shelters, free everything. They get money from the state. They get they get money, and if they don't, people are giving them food. They're getting yeah. food somewhere somehow. Mm-hmm. So there's no requirements. Yeah. This isn't, it's an, it's enabling, it's not helping them. There, what if the one thing these people need is just to be in open land and say, 
figure it out. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm not getting food anymore. I better find food. And then it starts giving them responsibility and helping them, you know, survive. I'm not so so confident that would work, but I do think that there is value to the idea that human beings are anti-fragile. So we respond well to adversity. Like literally our bodies need gravity to have for our bones to have the integrity to to hold our body together. So like we need to go and exercise to keep our bodies in shape and we need to have that resistance. We need to strive for things to feel like we are accomplishing things. Right. That's something that's important for human beings. So I don't know if I, I I don't know that I agree that we should just go and toss them into the wilderness, but I do think that there is merit to the idea that human beings need adversity to flourish the homeless problem problem is one of the hardest ones to discuss right because it gets into the idea of body sovereignty it gets into the idea of free will but then you have to have these discussions where they say oh just throw them in a hotel just give them a hotel and everything will be fine and the hotel is destroyed two days later and it's one of the hardest ones to discuss because there really isn't a clean solution to any of it. Yours might be the cleanest solution to that type of thing, but that's just for the ones that are actually doing something that's harming the the quality of life of somebody else. What about the ones that aren't? Like, what do you do? Then, then what if we just say, like, we as a city reserve the right to remove people from our boundaries? Yeah. They will never do it. <laughs> I think the people in these cities like it. I mean, well, they, I think the people in these cities aren't, most of the time they're not affected, right? Like, so- right. If there's like a million people in a city and there's a thousand homeless people, that's a lot of homeless people, but it's not enough to have a, a negative effect on everybody's life every day enough where they're going to be like, hey, this is a big deal. That's that's one of the things I said in L.A. is I said there I saw this guy in a he was clearly disabled. He's driving driving a little scooter thing. Uh, he, I couldn't tell if he was paraplegic or quadriplegic, but he couldn't use the sidewalk that was built for him in order to get down the street because there's literally so many encampments. So he's driving on the road and cars are like dodging him down Sixth street. It's just like, I thought you guys were about, you know, caring for people that are disabled and et cetera, but you're not. Okay. Here's another idea. What if we take homeless people that like after, after a certain amount of infractions, maybe three, if they're sleeping outside and it's like, Hey, you can't sleep outside. This is your first warning. Don't do it again. Then we catch them like defecating. It's like, look, this is your second time. Third time, you know, it's going to happen. Third time. They get placed in, in government housing where their food and shelter uh, is taken care of. They will be clothed and fed, but they have to do work that we prescribe and they're not allowed to leave. <laughs> Three square meals a day. I've heard of a place like that. <laughs> I know. I, I do. I mean, there's... How about if someone takes a crap on the street, we prosecute them and put them in jail? You think so? <laughs> you think so, right? What do you think? I mean, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that would be ideal. But unfortunately, that's not the way that our society or legal system is currently running. And I think people have come to accept this as the new normal. Yeah. I mean, so many young people that I meet in D.C. and cities like Chicago or New York, they don't know any different. This yeah. is this is LA what they're too. used to. You see, that's so the, sad. At the Oscars this year, like they just put up big fake walls so that you couldn't see the homeless people while the yeah. celebrities were walking yeah, yeah, yeah. down. The- that is the gross... <laughs> That is the grossest thing. It's the most, that is, it's the most nimby thing in, in the world. It, it is so gross. They just clear them out for a couple of days. They're like, you can come back after the event. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. you know. You know what I think benefited me greatly as a kid is that I went to Catholic school for the from kindergarten. I was homeschooled. Then I went to Catholic school from kindergarten till fifth grade. Started sixth grade at public school. Those kids in public school did not know it was possible. The kids at the Catholic school I felt were very like hoity-toity and like very high-strung, mm. but. 
at the Catholic school, everything's more ordered. Yep. I went Clean. to Catholic school from from kindergarten until uh, seventh grade. or no, Yeah, seventh grade. So and there's a I lot went. of people who don't know that things can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. They don't. They they never. They've never experienced. It. They don't know it's possible. Well, yeah. If you if you're born into that environment, you just adjust to it accordingly, and then you never really look outside of that. They talk about a lot of people who grew up in inner cities who never who never travel more than a couple blocks from their house. They've never seen any, and that's just that's something you could get away with in a car, right? Like they could drive to get there, but they don't drive. You know, they've never owned a car. They've never been someplace other that shows them that there's more things that are possible. That's kind of where, in a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of that the um, how we talk about going away to college, like that's what that's become for a lot of, mm-hmm. for a lot of kids. Like they get a scholarship cause they want to go away and experience something different. Of course, colleges now are not exactly what they used to be, but a lot of people just, they never learn that there is a world outside of what they're used to. Yeah. Yep. And then what ends up happening is they keep voting for what they think is the only thing. Right. It's the funniest thing to me. We had Lance on and um, the conversation around Daniel Penny. And I don't know if it was him, but, uh, it might have been AOC saying something like, you know, the, the the right keeps blaming mental illness for all these things when the Republicans defund these mental illness, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what Republican is running New York City? This is this is run by like all of these issues, Black Lives Matter, police. It's all Democrat cities. It's the craziest thing to me when they're like, we want to defund the police. I'm like, yeah, OK, I, y- y'all are in a Democrat, Democrat city. Defunding the police is no, no issue. It does nothing to my sheriff's department. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The left is complaining about what they voted for it yeah. is the it is the craziest thing it's wild they're in democrat run cities complaining about problems that are born of their policies yep. it's like watching a toilet get flushed and i'm just sitting there being like there it goes yeah, man. they just it's just spinning around and around and around they keep doing the same thing and then complaining about it i remember arguing with kids in la that were saying like oh it's all these it's all these republican senators these republican congressmen I'm like there's numerous senators in do Cal- you understand how many there are like you don't have any idea so, you're dude you're about. in la yeah, you're in the, the senator can't change what's happening in LA. That's, that's your city government. People are so ignorant about yeah. the about what they are upset about. Yeah, it's they have no idea that the most effective things that they can do are things that they do locally. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the things that are going to have the biggest impact on their daily lives are going to be things that they you know can do locally. Joe Biden is not going to be able to do anything and isn't interested in doing anything to make your life better. Like not at all. So to, and I really wish that you could get people to like, not just hear that, but actually internalize it and be like, all right, if I want to make my, if I want my life to be better, I have to do things, whether it be acting locally or maybe it's, it's, you know, taking some, you know, taking some agency in your own life and going out and trying to do some stuff. There's a lot of people that have rough lives, but they also get so wrapped up in the fact that their life is rough that they're not going to, they feel like they can't do anything about it. So if you feel like you have no agency and you can't do anything, you're not going to try. In in Minnesota, post George Floyd um, in Uptown, you know, a lot of these places were the same ones that held events advertising defund the police, uh, you know, which leads to a lot of lawlessness in the city. And what would happen is graffiti would be put up on all of the buildings, uh, you know, all of the shops in Uptown. 
And then the city would come through and they would say, you need to clean this up in the next seven days or we're going to clean it up for you and we're going to charge you $700, $800 to do it. And of course, because you know the cops have pulled back because of all of the negative press that's going on at that time, graffiti goes up. They get, uh, they get hit with a $700 fine when somebody has to come clean it up for them. And it never seems to make it to their brain that you voted for the policies that are enabling you going out of business. They don't understand that because I don't know if they think that deeply beyond just either whatever the wedge issue is and whatever the emotion that that very skilled politician has done, has been able to do in making you feel angry about it. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I want to jump to this story. Give you guys some, uh, some optimism here. Cyclists no-show post-race podium after biological male finishes first in female race. That's the story. Take a look at this picture. The women refuse to show up. So I think this is the start of something good. There's a, a, another story that we have. I think it's uh, maybe dude. it's this one. Losing to a trans rider hurts on a million different levels. 24-year-old cyclist abandons Olympic dream after sickening losses to biological male and protests from Antifa Gun Club. Not only that, That's but apparently this uh, biological male who won physically attacked. Oh yes, another rider. This is in yes. <laughs> this is this is wild. Um, this video from uh, was posted on April 26. It's from Cyclocross, yeah. Cyclocross and the the biological male Riley Gaines tweeting it physically tri- yeah. attacks and tries to knock down yeah. it's a, a woman, it's and then that woman never races again. Crazy. See, they don't. They they find all the ways to get the performance en- enhancing drugs out of them. So now they just have to go and compete against women. That's, that's well, I mean, take 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 a look. I mean, th- this is uh, uh, good for these women. I've been saying this. Yeah. Stop showing up. That's a dude. And so this is a biological male who won the women's cycle uh, uh, race, and the other women are like the females are like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna go on the podium. It's also like remember when um they had uh, it was uh, Leah Thomas. One, but then the other one refused to stand next to Leah Thomas. I think yeah. that, that might have been Riley Gaines, right? Not entirely uh, I sure. I don't know if that don't was. Know. So this is, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about with I don't <coughs> think the left, I, the left ideology can actually survive. It's like saying you can build a, you can build a building. Uh, imagine these people tried building a building. And just imagine what happens. I think everyone goes, oh, okay, now I understand. Like, it's not going to stand up. It's going to be crooked. It's going to be slumping over on one side. And it may stand for a little bit. They may have guards surrounding it with guns. They may not let you come in. They may, in fact, kick you out of your own building nearby. But sooner or later, that thing comes crashing down. Because there's there's an, a logic and order to building a system. They can come out and claim. all. You know, you know what's happening? These people have started building a, a structure. And then all of their friends are going, your structure is so amazing. It's uh, those, you don't, who needs I-beams? We don't need support columns. Like, what? what are you talking about? And then they're like, very happily toting along, building this thing. And then one, one day it just crumbles because no one actually believes it. They're just trying to keep their head down. Yeah. Nobody wants, it's the emperor having no clothes. Nobody yeah. wants to be the person to tell the king he's naked. Well, that's what happened with Chernobyl. No one wanted to say, hey, there's a problem. They were afraid to tell people. And because of that, that made the, the meltdown you know, so much worse. I, I, if I understand correctly, the meltdown could have been, uh, could have been prevented if they would have actually had the, uh, the balls to tell the, the people in charge that there was a problem. But they were afraid to tell that there's a problem with the, with the nuclear reactor. 
Nobody wanted to be that person who was removed from the photograph with Stalin. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that guy, you know, guys, what, what was his deal? You know that meme though, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know the, the particular story behind How it. How did but he I do know that? That's that impressive. Multiple people, that happened to multiple people. Yeah, yeah he would, he would deperson them and yeah. then have his artists, like the Soviet artists, just go through and remove them and repaint the picture just like we do now with like a smartphone yeah. and like in like Photoshop, et cetera, just literally do Photoshop in 1930s and 40s. And that's, that's actually impressive back yeah. then, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I mean, essentially that's what can Canceling is now. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's the same idea. Same it's it's a little bit different than you know actually killing people. But like when you cancel someone, you remove them from polite society, and they're you know they're pariahs, and people don't want to associate with them. And, and so it's it's the same thing, but a digital, but a, in a digital you know world as opposed mm-hmm. to just. So you had like an actual them. clone stamp tool in the 1930s to just yeah. remove people from the portrait. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. I mean, to your cancel culture point, though, like I feel like more things like this happening is effectively, you know, canceling this trans ideology that's running rampant across our country. And I think as conservatives, for a long time, we've been very scared to kind of embrace cancel culture. But I honestly think, you know, there are some things that we should cancel. There are some things that are not conducive to like good societies. Cancel culture was always the left digging up a tweet from someone from 10 years ago and getting them fired. Right. And so then we saw stuff like uh, Mike Cernovich pulling up jokes from James Gunn and mm-hmm. then James Gunn got suspended. He got fired, but he got hired back. That's It's not cancel culture to be like, hey, we don't want women's sports to be dissolved. Right. But mm-hmm. I do think, you know, we've bought into this fallacy of like the marketplace of ideas and every opinion should be heard and it's a great opinion. Opinions like this, you know, are damaging to people. It should not be heard. It shouldn't be told to your children or encouraged um, in schools or anything like that. So, you know, I think there always will be some orthodoxy that's enshrined in the public square. There is no such thing as like live and let live, do what you want. Something is going to dominate the culture. So we need to make sure that what's dominating the culture Culture is something that's good and going to encourage our society to, you know, just like do well and to help people and, and let people live freely and, and great. I, I agree to a great deal. I, I I'll, I'll push more on the freedom of speech component of this in mm-hmm. that we don't we don't want these people secretly indoctrinating kids. We want them to come out, show the book, and then we can be like, and here's why they're wrong, because otherwise they'll find creepy ways to do it. But I suppose the fair point is it's better that you remove most overt ways of doing it. And then they're probably in the shadows even right now. You know what I mean? So I think my my realization came when um, partly from a lot of this, that it doesn't matter what your principles are. It matters where your moral line is. So the left argues they think parents have the absolute right to determine what's best for their kids. But then they don't care that schools are saying, don't tell your parents. The right says parents have the absolute right to determine what's right for their kids, but the government should intervene if a parent tries to give their kid a sex change. Both groups will argue a simo- the same sentence, but then perform it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's similarly to, Scott Ad- to, to how Scott Adams says, we're all watching one screen, but seeing two different movies. Yeah, right. If that's the case, you have to realize moral framework is what unites a people. I mean, I think you said, if you have no culture, you have no country. Yeah. And that's completely true. Right now in the United States... There's no cohesive culture. I mean, we can't even agree on what a woman is. So, yeah, no, there's no founding value system that everybody prescribes to. But this is what we have to realize. We can agree on what a woman is. It's just that there is a psychotic death cult that can't. But why are we acting like we're on par with them? Imagine you were the CEO of a large media company and the guy who runs the hot dog stand downstairs starts demanding you debate him because he's a CEO as well. 
It's like, well, well, come on, look, man, I'm managing 3,000 employees in this building. We're, we're managing assets in the billions of dollars. You have a small business, which I respect, but you, you are not in a position where you're going to tell me. So this guy running the hot dog stand is like, you're completely wrong about interest rates. Let me tell you. And it's like, look, man, your ideas about what an interest rate is. He comes out and he says, interest rates are not mathematical. They're alphabetical. And you're like, okay, that makes literally no sense. Well, I insist it's true. Then a bunch of his buddies show up and demand you do a TV interview debate. No, 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 no. Come on. If somebody wants to come out and argue they don't know what a woman is or make some nonsensical claim, we should just be like, you are a fringe group of people. This is the argument they make. Don't platform these people. It's like, I'll say the same thing back. Why should we entertain their opinion? It's tough because I was, again, I was just having the same kind of conversation today with a friend and he's like, you know, he had an issue with me complaining about communists, which is surprise, surprise, I'm complaining about communists. Weird. But um, he had an issue and he's like, well, you know, blah, 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 this person, that person. And he starts talking about the right having uh, the, far, the the extremist far right having access to power. And I'm like, what are you talking about the extremist far right? And then he's like, well, Tucker Carlson and and uh, Alex Jones. And, and it's like, these people are not extremist far right. He's associating them with Nazis. And he's saying, well, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know, uh, you know that, that Nazi kid had dinner with uh, with Trump, and it's like, well, Trump's kind of a moron for doing that. That was a, that was a terrible idea. Milo's the guy that made it happen, but like the idea that the far right actual Nazis have influence in the culture is to me ridiculous. Like everybody has their spider sense super tuned in for Nazis, but no one does for communists. But he, the way he sees it is like the communists are all fringe and they have no power. I'm like AOC and Bernie and, you know. There's one simple way to test whether or not the right is the cult or the left is the but cult. But this speaks to the the two, the the one movie, two different screens. Well, so, so I thought about this a long time ago. I'm like, you know, these people keep saying Trump supporters are all in a cult. And I'm like, well, I, I want to make sure there's a, a check on my reality. I, I don't want to be trapped in a bubble. Am, am I wrong on this one? Let me let me ask you, Kingsley, uh, do you think that you can be a conservative and pro-choice? No. Most conservatives I ask say that they say that that's like one of that's like the hardest line on what makes a conservative. The left literally argues with me, calling me far right, despite my opinion on abortion being traditional Democrat pro-choice. Yet conservatives will be like, oh, that's the liberal position. We'll have a conversation. We'll disagree. Seamus and I will make jokes all day. And then disagree on very strong issues. If you understand the differences between a conservative and me, you're not in a cult. But the left can't tell the difference Mm -hmm. at all. They see everybody in this room and they see far right. It's the meme where they're in the the communist tanky corner and everyone else is a Nazi. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you can't see the difference in politics between Brett, me, Luke, Ian, Seamus. I mean, Luke and Seamus's politics are also very, very different. And we come on this show, we have eclectic voices, and then we talk about it. They can't tell the difference. I spent the, I spent half the day with like my my mentions full of like 
cowboy come hunter fans complaining that because I made a joke about, you know, about him. And and the other time was arguing with a left leaning guy about me being associating with far right people while the far right, you know, the, the Nazis are in my, in my mentions calling me a Jew lover. Like literally just like, you're a Jew. And I'm like, Oh, I I don't have a problem with Jews, but I'm not Jewish. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The, the, the the person who kept super chatting being like, when, when will you answer? Someone did a, did a review and found that like 25% of all the guests on the show are Jewish or something like that. I don't even know that's true. And they're just like, can you explain this? And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Explain it. Explain was, there, was there a number that was the correct number? Right. Look, look. If you think there are too many Jewish people on Timcast IRL, up your game. Do something worthwhile and get on Timcast IRL. Stop complaining that there are people that are doing things that are Jewish on IRL. Okay, did, did, like, did, on. did anyone do a breakdown on how many Christians come on this show? I am not a Christian, but we have nope. a very, very heavy, disproportionate amount of Christians who come yeah. on the show. That'd be a lot. And I mean, Seamus literally talking about like sin and god and faith and stuff regularly but nobody comes out and be like how come you have so much god love on your show tim (laughs) and then ian is some kind of like he was what was ian atheist i don't know he's not anymore he talks a lot about god and the importance of it but he's certainly not very spiritual he's elevated to a higher being now (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean that that's what happened i mean uh the reason he's not here is because he ascended to a higher plane of existence (laughs) he's actually above us right now yeah we're hoping he comes back i hope so part of the reason for that is it really is true that i think if you have anything you know, right of, you know, what is now far left in society, which is now, you know, the Overton window has shifted so far that what is normal, if you're anything to the right of that, you're challenged on a daily basis with your media, with the news that you, you know, that you choose to partake in, you're constantly having your viewpoints checked because there are people that you're going to be watching, whether it's on social media, whether it's the news, if you're in an airport and you're watching CNN, whether it's the, the television and the movies you watch, which are all at the very least liberal orthodoxy, mm-hmm. if not left, you know, far left going further left, you're constantly being challenged. Therefore you're forced to on a regular basis, see the ideas of people you may disagree with. And that kind yeah. of hardens your core to be able to take those concepts, internalize them, understand what they're saying, still understand what your position on it is and either make your argument back or just accept that that person believes what they want to believe. Yeah. And that's fine. The people that fall into the dogma that is the left now, they get news that reaffirms their beliefs. They get movies that reaffirm their beliefs. They get music that reaffirm their beliefs. Mm -hmm. They aren't really ever exposed to viewpoints that they don't agree with. And when they do, it's on social media and it becomes a refest where they argue with you by, and then, and then they block you or they, or they turn off their mentions or you can't respond. They get so destroyed in the chat. They have to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, that's another great point that I didn't bring up to my friend that I should have brought up. That kid went to the hospital. Yeah. Poor guy has, you see, you saw that. Yeah. That's insane. This this it was a nuance bro mm-hmm. owned a a leftist so hard he checked himself into the emergency room to the ICU Dude, and they gave him like an IV for fluids and stuff like what did, I, th- I thought it was a pa- I thought it was fake he should like, never I thought have, he was joking he should have never told that because now nuance bro can like wear that badge forever <laughs> okay. yeah true like, there like, will be merch for that <laughs> <laughs> for sure there will be I'm I'm worried now about having nuance bro come in because. <laughs> 
He might he might put us all in the hospital. You know what I mean? He can seriously <laughs> seriously hurt us with his he mad should, debate. Skills. He should sell wrist like hospital wristbands. <laughs> <laughs> you hear? I'm sure someone can tell him. Go tell, go tell him. Yeah, <laughs> I survived a debate with Nuance Bro. If you, if you debate Nuance Bro, you get a hospital that's, wristband that says "I survived a debate with Nuance Bro." That is that is actually a really good merch idea. That would be great. Do it, Nuance Bro. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that, man. That's good. But but it's kind of crazy that he did. He didn't actually do that much. He just told the kid he was no. wrong. Well, I mean, he was so, so dramatically wrong. And I like it kind of makes Dude. sense why. Like, if you think that's going on, which I can't for the, imagine. For, well, for those that don't know the context, the kid said that 30% of black people were being killed every year by police. And he was like, they would be gone in three years. There'd be no black people left. And like, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's because of, you know, it's because of the, the narrative that comes out that, again, is constantly shove down people's throat from the left and you people like again like even lebron james i brought it up the other night he's talking about you know we're hunted in the streets it's like that is so far from true and it's so hyperbolic that people it it's no wonder why there are like people that are low information that yeah. are like man st- i'm gonna die the if streets this, of if, calabasas <laughs> yeah man for real if it was true that police were killing 30% of black people every year, this show would be called Antifa IRL and I would be one of the most, I would be one of the most prolific organizers resisting all of that and fighting to stop it. It's incredibly ridiculous. I mean... But anyway, so that's the context and this kid ends up checking himself into a hospital. It's, It's crazy because... He learned the world wasn't as bad as he thought. He even says is 15 to 20% fair. And they're like, what? No, millions of people is not fair. That's just not fair. Millions of people being shot and killed in the streets every year. And it's like not happening. But he genuinely thought that this is what happens when these kids grow up in the internet cult. Yeah. Yeah. And they think this stuff. And when you That's look crazy. this stuff up, even if you were to go to look up the statistics, you have to go four to five like mm-hmm. pages down before you actually get to any type of demographic data. And before that, all you get is New York Times articles, Los Angeles Times articles, and they're all over the top. Yeah. And they all have the headlines that we all know that are designed to, you don't even get past that. You get to the headline and you get scared and you get angry and you don't actually look for further information. I'm just, From now on, I'm going to say that, oh, that was a defect. So now if they're like, didn't you see that video of that guy? And I'll be like, which one? And I'll be like, that right wing guy, did, uh, that was a deep fake. You didn't see that? That was fake. That's just, it's not real anymore. Nothing's real. You're wrong. Deep fakes are. My sources are real videos. Your sources are all deep fakes. Next oh. question. Yes, that's what you're a great technique. Well, because you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, in 10 years, we won't be having these conversations because no, nothing will be real anymore. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be AI doing it for us. It's, no, no, it's not that. It's that you won't, you won't be able to know. We're, we're very, very close to the point where you just can't know. I mean, do you guys see that yeah. video, that photograph of Trump running through D.C. with Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, was that real? I can't tell. <laughs> can't tell. No, that was obviously obviously fake. But because uh, Sonic didn't look real, his hair was off. But um, they should have used the Sonic from the original design from the movie that everybody hated so much. Well, I just asked Mid Journey to do it. I can't tell it to make yeah, the... like use bad Sonic. From... <laughs> use bad Sonic with the weird teeth. Don't look up bad Sonic either on on the internet. That's a whole other thing that you don't want. No, to but involve. but so my point is, right now we still have the ability to know what's true and what's not, but it's getting harder. And we are standing on the edge about to experience something crazy in a few years. I think even next year when there's 8,000 videos of Trump doing weird yeah. things and you can't tell if it's real or fake. It's going to be hard. Actually, let me pull this story up and I'll tell you about what's going on right here. Uh, let me let me jump to TimCast.com real quick. 
So, and, and I'll explain where wh- what I'm talking about. We have this story well, right here. Take a look at this. From TimCast.com, feminine hygiene dispenser vandalized an Oregon high school boys' restroom. One parent told TimCast News, putting feminine products in the boys' bathrooms is just asking for the types of incidents to happen. So we see this photo. Let me, uh, let me pull up the tweet. And our, our journalistic team reached out to the school and two parents, got confirmation, got an email saying this did happen. I saw this photo and said, this is a fake photo. I do not believe this is a real photo. It does not look real. The, why is it grainy? Why is the lighting so strange? It looks like a bad Photoshop and it's intentionally low res so that you, you can't see where the seams are. Apparently it's real. We, like, we actually have, I think, uh, two different, two different uh, confirmations that this did happen. We're wondering, though, if someone faked the photograph to go along with the story that originated from an email. Who took the photo? Does it? We, uh, we're, our, our team is working on it right now, actually, because I asked them. I was like, are we, are we, do we know for sure? There's just a teacher there with like an iPhone 4. And so what we're saying is we do have an email from the school where they said this happened, and it's been happening quite a bit. But I don't know if I believe this photo is real. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. That is the issue. First, I'll say this. According to the email that we got, and speaking to one of the parents, it looks like high school boys are ripping down feminine hygiene products because they're putting them in the boys' room for some reason. So that's kind of funny and based. But, um, you know, kids shouldn't vandalize things. I'll, I'll just put it at that. The, the kids are clearly protesting, and this is their right. And, uh, but, but I don't think it's real. Like, this photograph doesn't seem real to me. At the very least, I'm not sure if it's real or fake. And that's all that matters. Come next year, there will be photos of Donald Trump, and you're going to be like... Reasonable doubt. I have no idea. Yeah, there's enough doubt there. And there's no way to confirm it, and there's no way to debunk it. These AI checker, checking things, that I just don't know that they, they can actually do it. There was uh, one post I saw where a person said he got accused of using ChatGPT to write a college uh, essay, and he was, he, was, he was posting about how he did not, and the teacher used a program that claimed a paragraph was AI-generated, and when he said it's not, they said, well, change it then. And no matter what he did, it kept claiming it was AI generated. So wow. the, what, he'll have to like write it right in front of them so that they can actually physically yep. see him write it? Yep. <sighs> but more importantly, you're going to see a video of Trump and you're going to be like, Does it, did that really happen? And the fact that you don't know and have doubt means we won't be able to have a conversation about yep. it. Like, I wonder if it happened. I have no idea. Maybe what happens is Trump actually did a bunch of bad stuff and he waits until then and he's got plausible deniability. <laughs> he releases them all at that time. You already had that story that one of the Krasensteins is on video saying he's getting paid to troll, basically. And then he said, he came out and said that was a, a clip from a skit that we were doing, like a, like, a, like a bit. And it's taken out of context. Is it? He could be lying. Yeah. He could be telling the truth. But I don't know why he would do a hidden camera bit like that. That's kind of weird. Like, why would you do that? The fact that you can already say things like this and people are going to believe it means we've been in the post-truth era for a long time. I mean, think about how long ago it was when we had the very fine people thing and, and nobody just did any research mm-hmm. further. Nobody said, hmm, this clip is cut at a very interesting place. They've had ways of doing this in the media for a long, long time. It's just going to be a lot easier for people to fake it. There's going to be pictures of Biden doing weird stuff. There already are. are. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, like, there's plenty of super cuts on the internet if you want to see Biden doing weird stuff. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's going to, it's going to get heavy. That's, it's going to get heavy. That's the, so that's one of my worries is that the government says, look, we can't 
people can't discern between what is true and what is not anymore. So we can't have elections or we can't, you know, like that's something that I think is within the cards, like the government deciding we can't have like people can't make the distinction between what is real and what isn't governments can't do it anymore because AI generates things that AI can't detect or whatever. So that means that we can't allow people to make decisions for themselves. And I don't know that, that like, I don't know that, that, that is something that would happen, but I, if I can conceive of the argument, some power hungry scumbag can definitely conceive of the argument. Yeah. So I don't, again, I don't know if that it'll happen, but it's, it's something that I wouldn't be shocked in any way. If there was some, you know, somebody saying, look, we can't trust our eyes and our ears. So you got to let the government take care of you. Cause you know, they'll bring back that disinformation governance board. Oh, the Nina Jankowitz yeah. position. Yeah. <laughs> as, as long as she debunks all the misinformation and disinformation by singing musicals. <laughs> Then, then I'm okay with it. Wait, didn't they put Kamala Harris in charge of the? Is, isn't she the AI czar? She's yeah. When she's, oh, not, yeah. When she's not literally opening the door for people to, she, to come into she, the country, the border czar and the AIs, we she, are screwed. Yeah, AI awesome. That's a, yeah. the, that's. I'd a, rather have the AI be in charge. Yeah. Yeah. She knows something about being that's artificial. It won't right laugh. It won't be quite as annoying when it laughs at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though I, I will say one of my favorite things recently is there, there's this guy who makes uh, AI videos of the last three presidents singing together. Those are great. So good. Uh, it's Biden, Trump, and Obama singing like rap songs together. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so I'll, I mean, have I, you ever have you ever listened to the Donald Trump sings? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Maestro Zikos on, yes. on YouTube. Oh, it's fantastic. His cover, Donald Trump singing "Blinded by the Blinding, Blinding Lights", Lights. Is fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's pull that. And up. it's cut together with like actual like it's not AI. It's literally he's taken from interview pieces which means it must take thousands of hours to oh, make yeah. that here you go i'll just play a second of it it's amazing he's amazing <laughs> Half that guy's channel is just those videos. I know it's amazing. amazing. They're good. Yep. It has to take but, so but, long to do. But yeah. you, you mean to tell me that, that that's not actually Donald Trump singing? <laughs> the, the, wow, the one of him crazy. singing "See You Again" by Wiz Khalifa is incredible. It's like an AI-generated version of it. It's amazing. But I, I mean, I think Donald Trump sings Havana. That's I his think, most popular there's a, one. There's a Taylor Swift one that's also Little. really good. You mean this is not real? That's so good. I think he wa watches these at like two in the morning. People Google themselves. I bet you he Googles himself. That's so good. 
<laughs> Brilliant. I think his latest Brilliant. stuff is like Joe Biden. Oh, Joe yeah. Joe Biden sings in Chinese, oh, and he had uh, what is this? Uh, Ella Baila Sola covered by Trump. See, the thing is, like during the the Last of Us presidential version, his videos were getting way more hits when Trump was president, yeah. and now he's got like this Biden sings in Chinese, twenty three thousand views. <laughs> this is like really hard to make too. Oh yeah, pulling yeah. up every clip of Trump saying a word. Such a yeah. pain. Yeah, it's, like, a it's like people are like the reason it's not popular now. They're like it was a lot more funny when I had money and I could afford to put gas in my car. It's <laughs> not quite as funny this time. I can't afford food now. So uh, so here's the problem though. Maestro, uh, Maestro Zikos did all this work to make these songs, and we're about a year away from you opening up your phone, pressing the voice to text, and saying, "Render me a video of Donald Trump singing Blinding Lights," and then it will just be like rendering, and then boom, and it'll sound yeah. perfect. I mean, I've like I, I admit to being in like I've been watching a lot of like the like there's a bunch of Kanye and Britney Spears AI songs where it's just them performing songs that they never sang, and it's like at a certain point we're we're just there now, right? Like you don't even have to actually make the music. You can they just did have that, somebody. that weekend uh, uh, weekend and Drake song. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, they 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 made an AI version of it and it went viral. Yeah, yep. it's like music is done. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But I, I I suppose if you own the rights you're going to be good for a long time. Cause like Phil, all you got to do is tell it, write me some new, all that remains. Mm -hmm. And then it will. And you'll, and then you, you have it render a hundred different songs. Select then you the go I through like. them and say, these, <laughs> these five are good. That's the new album. And then you're done in mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume that I would, I'm actually, I'm not sure that I would actually even bother going to track it if, if AI can do it. Yeah, no, you said the AI do it. Well, there's, there was actually AI rappers that companies were creating and giving record deals. Oh, I remember that. FN Mecca was like something like, <laughs> it was just created by a company, right? And they have uh, AI activists now, like AI social media influencers that have actual causes that they champion because they're created by corporations. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, you just you, you, an avatar. You, you, you didn't know that, Brett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AOC? Robot. Not even real. Not even real. Uh, Greta Thunberg? <laughs> AI. That's right. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, have you ever seen him in have you ever seen him in real life? Alex Stein, I can tell you, he's not real. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how they did the the, the video of Alex Stein and AOC together, because they're both computer generated. <laughs> so when uh you know, when whenever we've had Alex on the stage, people don't realize it's it's a it's just some, some guy in a green in a green screen suit. I would in, believe in a, that AOC is actually created in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's the perfect like antithesis of antithesis of uh Donald Trump. We should actually do that bit with uh with Alex Stein. It's like you see him on stage, but then we do a separate video where it's just a guy in a green suit dancing and rapping. Like it's not, there's, there's no Alex Stein. He's, he's AI generated. He's yeah, not real. Ask Ian. Yeah. Ian is real though. Ian, Ian, Ian is Carson not is real. Yeah, Ian's not, it's not real. Yeah. His sure. brain may be attached to the computer, but you know, the rest of him is, is, is attached is to something. Balloons. <laughs> Balloons. You know, the weirdest thing about the AI is, um, 
Uh, I was talking to my brother. He, he, he said, he's like, did you ever put nothing into mid journey? And I said, yeah. And it made a bunch of hot air balloons. And he was like, yeah, that's what it does for real. I guess for whatever reason, if you go to mid journey and you give it nothing, I did uh, a blank space. I wrote null in brackets. And then I did one with like a period or a single letter or whatever. It just makes a bunch of hot air balloons. Hmm. Yeah. Weird pictures. Just mostly hot air balloons. I wonder if it's because there's a ton of hot air balloon pictures on the internet with no caption. Mm. That wouldn't just no be idea. programmed in there from the... I don't know. Stock image. You know what I was, I was wondering too though about like, I wonder if you can, um, if you can code inject into the AIs. Code inject? Yeah. So like they've done prompt injections and I think the answer is probably a simple no. Most people probably understand this already. So uh, uh, like SQL injection is a rudimentary way to break into uh, uh, websites because what, what you need to imagine is when you're at a website and it says username and password and you see those two boxes, imagine behind the website's front door or whatever, the wall, all that code is there and then the code stops and the username is blank and it keeps going and the username stops and it's blank and you putting in those words are adding to the code of the website. So if you insert into those boxes more strings of code, you can change what the whole program does. So people were fine. People could break into websites by instead of putting a username, they would literally write code. So I'm wondering if you can write code into some of these AIs and then have it do things they wouldn't normally do. Right. Yeah. I guess you'd have to know what their code is first and know what they're like. You'd have to be able to see the source code first to know how to do it. Yeah. Well, what do we accept? It's like an input. No idea, but how about we go to Super Chats? Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com to support our work because we uh, we do enjoy uh, doing the work and we uh, appreciate your support. But you can also go to CastBrew.com and buy coffee. Man, I got to tell you, I did not, uh, uh, it's not easy doing the coffee thing. We are running behind. We produce coffee, we sell it out, we got to throw money in. It takes a long time. And then, so like we've invested heavily, uh, heavily into this coffee shop a lot but uh it's 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 turning around and we think we're trying to find that sales equilibrium where we can see where our balance point is at and then grow slowly but we're growing so rapidly it's costing us a lot of money but uh thank you for your support let's uh smash that like button we'll read some of your super chats i'm not your buddy guy says very excited for monday's guest and despite having opposing views on certain topics such as country polling integrity with you i truly appreciate supporting you and your team over at timcast thank you very much good sir uh who do we have on monday phil dan bongino oh yeah I believe Dan, Dan Bongino is going to be here. So uh, we normally don't like announcing because then if they cancel, everyone gets let down. But uh, very was, excited. At first I was like, do you really want me to say it? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, with me? Well, you know, because like, especially with someone like Dan, if he gets busy and then he's like, hey, yeah. look, something came up. People are like, oh, you know, and then it's just like, well, you know, sometimes people don't make it. People don't make it. You know, we were supposed to have uh, Kelly Cadigan on a Culture War podcast this morning. But uh, uh, that didn't happen due to me posting tweets about my opinions on fact-based issues. Yeah, thanks for the day off, man. <laughs> I, I actually I said that. I was like, what if Tim just woke up and he's like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it today. It's like, <laughs> said something. Else. Like, I, but it's like, it's not even that offensive. It's crazy. No, it's I'm not. like, this is the centrist take on this. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, whatever. Let's read some more Super Jets. All right. Where are we at? S.A. Federale says, man, I've never laughed this hard alone until the Don Jr. show and Colby after show. Juxtapose that with S-Libs primal screaming with their miserable <laughs> friends. White pills as far as the eye can see. Uh, I do think my favorite moment of the uh, show we did with Don Jr. is that when Seamus started promoting his uh, his show, 
Trump, uh, Don Jr. is just like, I am a Trump. Like, it was almost like a, how dare you try to out promote with me in the room? I, I, he was trying to be polite. I would have I figured that Trump. he knew that, like, that's the time to go ahead and plug your stuff. And yeah. like, Seamus is like, then he, Seamus starts and he's just like, wait a minute here. It's like, well, you had your chance, man. No one Everyone, is stopping you. Yeah. And Hannah Claire was promoting Tim Cass. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I am a Trump. <laughs> that was good. I am bred for this self-promotion. I also liked when he was talking about tweeting and then he was like, he would get a call from the White House after tweeting something and he's like, I learned it from you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I learned it from you. (laughs) Uh. All right, we'll grab some more. Yeah, it was fun. But uh, I recommend if you guys haven't checking out the members only show from yesterday with uh, Colby Covington, because uh, I go into great detail as to why we had no culture war show this morning. And it is very informative. Um, I think you should check it out. And we were hilarious. I guess. I mean, I was just like, I thought I was very academic the whole time. I thought it was hilarious. Although I did say some things that were abrasive with the intention to explain why I don't say those things. But uh, let's read some more. Jay Marie says 1984 teaches us that it doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is what's on the public record. Marie thesis podcast. Thank you for the shout uh, for the super chat. Purple says, Tim, best drug dealer, cast brew life. <laughs> we're, we're working on a bunch of commercials, and one of them we want to do, we were considering was doing a coffee commercial like a drug commercial. So it's like, do you feel tired, <laughs> La- lacking focus, or depressed? Perhaps cast brew coffee is right for you. And then having someone like, it's like gray, and they're like in the office, and they're sad, and then, you know, the doctor's like looking and taking notes, and then hands them a cup of coffee, and then they drink it, and they're like, yeah! And then actually, we would actually list the side effects, like caffeine's addictive, it can cause jit- jittery, jitters, it can, uh, uh, it can, a lot of headaches, migraines, things like that. A few sweating. Yeah, yeah. a few sweating. <laughs> a lot of things. Do a lot of things. Caffeine's a drug, man. But coffee's cool, we like coffee. I love coffee. Me too. And the Rise with Roberto Jr. breakfast blend, is like my favorite. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the K-Cups so we can just put them in. And, and then we're doing limited edition uh, bags. Yeah. So there'll be a different picture of Roberto Jr. on each bag, but it'll be a limited run. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and then we're, we're also thinking of doing just outright limited edition runs. Like we might just do 1,000 of one kind with one bag and that's it. Never, never anymore. Sweet. Yeah. So there will be like special ones. Yeah. We can make we, we can make like a Levante brew or something, you know, and like <laughs> just like a one run on the, like <laughs> yeah. my face, like big old mouth open on the on it. Ah. We'll grab some more. Where we're at the average guy reacts says the ad at the beginning of your stream was a Bud Light advertisement. Yeah, that's what's been <clears> hey man, for us. I'll take their money. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's like if Bud Light loses money and gives me money. And they want to make their argument to you. That's that's exactly the point. I think they're allowed to make their case and make their argument. And if it sways you, then good good for them. You know, yeah. I got yep. no issue because I can come on my show and I can say what I think about them, and that's that's fine. I don't think I don't think they're convincing anybody, but no. they can try. No, it, apparently it's been happening all week too. So like, yeah, someone our... mentioned Goose Island too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying, <laughs> but this so is weird. where they should advertise. Yeah, right. I mean, like people are the, the people who are watching here are the ones who are perturbed so yeah gotta swim back raymond g stanley jr says tim you gotta check out the latest cast castle the burtoning the crowder bit with taylor yelling at wesley was better than the actual leaked footage plus burtman's alien rupture damn i look good (laughs) i've heard really really good things and uh i've heard really good things about the cinematography 
They've been they've been doing a really great job with uh, improving the quality and all that stuff. Yeah. So you know my attitude with Cast Castle is um, there is a structure plan for it, but I'm kind of just like they're gonna do their thing, you know. I don't know. And uh, we got to a point where enough people signed up to be members. This is the, this is the funny thing about Cast Castle. So this is like our our, our sitcom kind of joke show where we make poke mm -hmm. fun at stuff, and. Um, for a while, we were like, it's not really working. We don't know what we're going to do. And it was a vlog and it was like making some money. And then we did this members only version of it, which was more fiction, fictionalized version of what's going on here in the culture war. And we got enough people to sign up that actually covers the cost of doing Cast Castle as a show. So now I'm just kind of like, okay, we did it. Like that's, it, it would be great if we got a million views and it was like this big show and everyone thought it was funny, but we're at a point where enough people like it and are paying monthly that it covers the costs of doing the show and i'm like we could basically run it forever now yeah so there's no that that's it just there you go have fun guys and well, enough once, people like it once you cover overhead and yeah. like you know then it's then it's all gravy you know it's like that's the that's the goal like people do get worked up in and thinking of you know what get wrapped up in where am i successful what when can i consider myself a success i think that a good uh, metric of it is can you do what you wanted to do what you love to do and pay your bills and if you can do that then you're successful anything after that is you know that's gravy but if you can live your life doing what you want to do that's that's successful in my opinion True. knuckle spank says that after show last night was worth every dollar spent on Timcast. facts don't care come on man you know the thing yeah so so i really do recommend it um basically what happened was I made a comment on the Sports Illustrated cover with Kim Petras. So I said something about uh, the normalization of certain predilections. And this resulted in our Friday morning guest, who is a trans woman, saying, I, re I will not associate with a person who, who says these things, even if they're scientifically accurate. So then we, just, we went on the members only, and I basically broke down everything that I was saying and how I feel. And my point was ultimately that I in no way disparaged anybody no. by referring to... Uh, uh, these procedures in this way. I presented sex change surgeries in a very neutral fashion with my personal negative leaning opinion without being derisive or targeting an individual. And that was too much for them. They got so greatly offended by it. And then Jordan Peterson chimed in with a picture of Pennywise the clown. And I said, <laughs> Dr. Peterson woke up this morning and chose violence. So I recommend you guys check out the Colby Covington members only show. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then we had people call in and, uh, Oof. And then for some reason, the Rumble stream didn't work. Yeah, yeah Rumble, Rumble broke, apparently. <laughs> for the first working, few minutes. Yeah, they're apparent from what Andrew uh, told me later, they're working on some server stuff, so. It happens, though. I'm not worried. But we, we, we just restarted, and we were good to go. And the app, I think, is almost ready to go. Here's the problem. Getting the app on TimCast app on Apple is crazy hard. Yeah. On Google, apparently, it's super easy. Yeah, Play Store. No problem. Yeah. That Apple Store. All right, we'll grab some more Super Chats. Meme TV says, Kingsley, thank you for standing up and continuing to support Trump. We appreciate you. Ah, you're welcome. Yes, I am a big Trump supporter. 24 have not left the Trump train. Uh, I think he's the only one that can take down the entrenched elite <coughs> class that controls all of our institutions, as I was saying earlier, in Washington, D.C., inside the Beltway. The people that hate those of us who live outside the Beltway and hate our values. Um, so I'm behind him 100%. Right on. Yeah. Adam says, hey, Tim, can you give a shout out to the new movie Sound of Freedom starring Jim Caviezel comes out July 4th. Thanks. 
That has been in the works for like a super long time. They had a really hard time finding distribution for that film. There's like a lot of lore. What's it about? That. It's about human trafficking. Um, it was like the first thing Jim Caviezel did after he got after he finished Person of Interest. He did a couple of um, audio books and stuff um, related to religious, you know, to his religious convictions and stuff like that. But this is his first, I think, full length film in that period of time, and I'm very excited to see that movie. Boosted Yogi says, would you consider having Jared McNeil on? He's a freestyle motocross rider that has lived in the States for 13 years, married and has a child, was recently denied his green card because he doesn't have the jab. Absolutely. Uh, that sounds like a good culture war episode. Yeah, it does. Should definitely have him on. Wyatt Coldenberg says, I noticed that on most local elections in my small city, there are many offices that no one runs for. In these cases, City Hall appoints people. How do we fill these ballots with the right people? Uh, that's you. Yeah, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Figure out where no one's running. Take the job. Yeah. There that's, you go. That's what you were talking about earlier. I feel like taking like matters into your own hands. Yep. Doing the work. Yeah, too many of us are sitting on the sidelines. We've got to get in the fight. Right. I asked perplexity.ai if it was considered homosexual if a male was engaging in activities with uh, a trans woman. And it said there's no clear consensus and then actually goes into great detail explaining the positions of the left and the right on it. Hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. So then I asked it, would it be considered homosexual if two trans women were engaged in activities with each other? And it said it there's no clear there's no way to know. And I'm like, that kind of feels like even the left would agree is you know, like two trans women, it's two women. Then clearly it would be considered homosexual. Right. But. You know, the AI is like, look, man, I, I got no idea you're talking about. I, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> it's too scared of getting canceled. I just want to get involved, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Barfighton says, why does this guy remind me of Keanu Reeves? Who? Which guy was that? Was from one of the stories? Not uh, sure which guy that was. 830? I don't know. Trash Panda says, yep, we are the ones trying to be healthy. I'm currently at the gym getting in a full body workout. Deadlifts for the God Emperor. Good yes. stuff. And and tomorrow morning, we're all going on a big family uh, skate trip. And we're going to have a picnic because yeah, we're going to get good food. Then we're going to exercise all day, get real sweaty and do some flippity flops and whirly birds. Yeah, and in the case of Brett, he's going to do some grindy loose. Yes. <laughs> some spinnerifics. Andre C says, Tim, your future scenario is a roundabout secular realization of the book of Revelation. Ha ha ha. Uh, secular realization. My future scenario, which one is that? The conservative future? Roundabout secularization. Because I'm not an atheist. What uh, is that? What is, what is, is, is secular? Is that a reference to what? Secular means not, like not having an actual religion. I, I suppose think. that's, that's correct. Yeah. But I do believe in God. Yes. Yeah, so I have some form of religion. Yeah. Like I consider myself agnostic, so I don't know because like anything about like spirit realm or whatever is outside of humans ability to know like to what, you know you can't you can only know the things that happen inside of our reality anything else is a matter of faith so i don't mm. know and so because i don't know i can't say there is or is not hmm. that's just my take on it yeah it yeah let's uh we'll grab some more Matt Nill says, Tim, you are talking about the right conservative surviving if there's a famine apocalypse. Angel Studios, the makers of the Chosen series, is doing a campaign, make a show called Homestead. It's about exactly that. Huh. I mean, I'm watching that show Sweet Tooth. Have you guys seen it? No. no. The, 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 the World Economic Forum propaganda. Oh. oh. That's what I think Alex Googling. Jones said about it. And I'm watching it and it's like, 
Do you know what really, really just the there's two things in in pop culture I cannot stand watching. The first is any fictional show, any re, any any depiction really of a dog being hurt. Like I don't I don't <laughs> care if it's like a fake TV show. If it's a real thing, like on the news, I'll be angry. Like the cops going to the house and they shoot a dog. I'll be like, Ooh. but if it's like I'm watching a movie and the bad guy like kills the dog. That's why, that's why like John Wick, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to see that movie. Cause like he gets revenge over it. Like everybody knows, you don't <laughs> kill the dog. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is when there's a poke post, a uh, poke post apocalyptic world and a character destroys the last chance of the, the last remnants of humanity. I'm like, that is on par with killing a dog in fiction mm-hmm. for me. So like horizon zero, uh, Her- the horizon series, the video games, I view the main character so the new game came out a few months ago. The new expansion just came out. It's about a post-apocalyptic world. I she's the bad guy. The, you play the bad guy. You, you, I'm sorry. Like That's I don't, don't want to spoil too much because the game did just come out and people are probably still playing it. Hmm. But I view her as the bad guy. Just like maliciously evil. Arrogant. It's, it's it's like leftist ideological evil. The old world must be destroyed by any means necessary. Just like ugh, uh, evil. And then um, I'm watching Sweet Tooth. And I don't want to spoil this, too, because I think season two just came out. But same thing, man. Like, the good guys are the people in these series who are like, let's wipe out all human success and development. It is very Ishmael. It is very like, go back to living in the caves. Yeah. No way, man. Return to monkey, but in a bad way. <laughs> but in a bad way. <laughs> Return to monkey is is a terrible idea. It is. It is. Monkey. It's not meant to be taken literally. Like, I think you know. people forget. Return to Return to tradition is different, but yeah, Return yes. to monkey is the is like the making fun of that. But. Even Return to tradition, like there are people that take it a little too far. The Deus Volt people. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the. I like indoor plumbing and I like, you know, the modern, (laughs) the modern world. I like air conditioning, you know, I like the modern world that we live in. And and big part of my problem with the commies is the eco commies that want to say you can't have air conditioning. I will use fuel for your car. I will say this. So the first horizon game, which came out several years ago, I don't mind spoiling because it's set. It's like super old at this point, but basically the world ends because automated machines are self-replicating to the point where they're destroying the ecosystem. Humanity has 16 months left to live. They build underground terraforming labs so that after all of life is wiped out, they can brute force the machines, shut them down, and then re-terraform the earth and clone humans to repopulate it. And then the industrialist who made the robots decides to purge the Apollo program, which is the program that would have educated the new humans. So instead, they grow up in complete ignorance, literally knowing nothing but English. And then the whole world becomes like just a bunch of really dumb, superstitious people killing each other. brutal (laughs) slavery and the guy says like they won't repeat the same mistake so i'll erase all of the knowledge of humanity and i'm like yeah that's that that's the bad guy yeah and so i'll just put it simply without spoiling the other game you basically become the bad guy (laughs) and i'm just like what if how come here's what i think in the first game they recognized destroying all of human knowledge was evil in the second game they are now leftists who are like actually that was the good thing and i'm just like not 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 a fan i don't like it Nee Boopsh says, get the chick to talk, just like yesterday. Let the guest talk. I'm I think, talking. I think people need to understand, like, <laughs> people talk if they can talk. I, I, I'll, I'll point out this out, too. Like, there are episodes where you may notice there will be a silence. Yeah. It, it is rare, but there will be a silence. If nobody talks, 
There's nothing you can do. And it goes on forever in your brain when you hear it. Like <laughs> when you're here and you see, and there is the moment where it lulls, it just, it lasts for an eternity uh-huh. in a second. You'll, I'll, I'll get people being like, why isn't someone so speaking? Why isn't the guest speaking? Why isn't this person speaking? And then I'll be like, okay, let's, 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 let's let, let some air rest. And then no one talks. Yeah. And it's like, okay, anywhere, where were we? Yeah. People can only talk if they want to talk, you know? Or if they have something to say, you know? If they don't have anything to say, like. It's probably better to not say anything if you don't have anything to say. Right. <laughs> Yesterday in Gaming says, Tim, you're forgetting about the lab-grown babies that can be raised by AI. They don't need families. <laughs> All they need to do is realize they're having a population crisis and use technology to replace the family unit. That's enough internet for today. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, that is like, at the end of the first Horizon game, you go into one of the ectogenic, uh, ectogenic fa- machines, and then you can see old holographic recordings. And it's like children were born but had no education and the machines were just like time for food, children. And then if the if the kids tried to go into the classroom where the program had been purged, it beats them. What? Like wow. Yeah, it was like like that room is off limits, children. And they were like, We wanna know what's in there and they're like, No. And then it shows them on the ground writhing in pain. That's like the Nikola Tesla, like man-made horrors beyond comprehension. Like I just don't even want to live in that world. That, that I hope is, I die before then. Like I just don't want to deal with it. That is my biggest fear about AI and also brain implants and and mm-hmm. being able to produce in, like worlds in your virtual worlds inside your head or whatever. I think that people are going to really do disgusting, disgusting, <clears throat> disgusting things. Bro, haven't you seen Black Mirror? Yeah. Where I've the, seen the, some. the dude in the fighting game, you know that one? No. Have I don't you guys seen, you haven't seen this one? There's a, there's a uh, virtual reality game where you put this thing on your temple and then it transports you into the game. And so it's a fighting game. And these two guys, it's two adult black men who are friends, are playing the game. And one guy chooses the Asian fighter guy and the other guy chooses the, the female fighter. And then they end up banging all like nonstop in the game. And I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, why does the game allow that? Like someone programmed the ability to like do it in this game. Because why would anyone play the fighting game if they just made a sex game? And then like, so these two guys are in a relationship in the game, but out of the game, they're like weirded out by each other. <laughs> and then the one guy's like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm, I'm married. You know, I, I can't keep doing this. And then the other other guy, who's like an adult (laughs) black man, who goes into the video game and keeps playing the same like Asian female character, says he like banged a panda bear and like just did all the freaky things in the world. And then the two guys meet up, they they both kiss each other and they're like, that was awful. And they're like, okay, we should never do that again. But then they decide to go back into the game and keep up the relationship and their wives let them do it. Like black, I I, I like Black Mirror. I think it's gross. But I think it's interesting how Black Mirror explores what people will do given this technology. All you have to do is watch a pride parade and you <laughs> then can extrapolate what types of deviant behavior people will do. Yeah. And if you want to do stuff that like what you want to do in your life is your own business, but constantly like inundating your brain with dopamine, it's it is not good for your brain. It's not good for your brain you know, at all. You know, there's a... I shouldn't say too much right now, but there's a big event coming up next month, and I'm wondering if maybe we do like a members-only party at the new TimCast space. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out because um, one of the issues we're having is that in order for the second and third floor to be open to the public as a public accommodation, it has to be handicap accessible. Oh, yeah. True. Which is crazy for a building built in 1902. 
Fortunately, the dude who built it back in the day put an elevator in it. The yeah. only problem is it's an elevator from 1902. Yeah. So that means we have to, it, we, we're allowed to use it for private purposes, but if we open the doors as a public accommodation, we can't use that elevator. It's too old. Do you have to put a new one in a the new shaft? One in. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's actually not that difficult. They're like, uh, it's I think it's like twenty thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars. That's not bad. It's a lot of money for like for a building modification. It's actually not that crazy, mm-hmm. but for like me to have to that net, that's kind of crazy. But uh, if we do it private, if it's a private establishment and it's not open to the public, then we don't, when we're, and we're fine. You can go up the stairs, and then anybody who's either like in a wheelchair or with crutches or something, they just use the elevator. It works. But for the public, <coughs> we can't do it. But maybe we do something, and um. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that, but I would I'll just say I think it would cause a big ruckus if I if we did. It would because of what next month is. Yeah, next month is Rainbow com- like Company logo month, basically. Monkeypox is, is. going to go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, no, but they put a warning. About they that. did, yeah. yeah they put a, but they, that's, they that's just said they just said summer gatherings. They didn't say what uh, kind of gatherings are contributing to the case rise. Piss guzzling <laughs> orgies. And, and if, if if we did. An event, a members only thing. Timcast.com members would get an email saying like, hey, here's where the party's gonna be. Only a certain amount of tickets are available. Please RSVP. We would we would basically own that town for that weekend. Yeah. You know, we could do something really cool. Maybe we should reach out, maybe like get like a permit for a block party or something. That'd be sick. Then we could have like all that remains play. Next month, that's short notice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then we just take over. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the details and you'll understand everything in private. I don't want to say too much just yet, but, uh, you know, maybe. Vigilant says I was unsubscribed yesterday from IRL. What? Yeah, they do that stuff. They do that stuff. Yeah, it's happened to me before. Kenny Loggins says, Tim, you don't live in a video game. You're pretty much in the DMV. You're not in Montana. If it hits the fan, you're just as screwed as the next guy. That is incorrect. You're incorrect, sir. The person who lives in D.C. is very, very screwed. We are moderately screwed. And the guy in Montana is fine. Yeah. So we are not the same as the next guy. I, I, we have, we are well armed in the mountains, surrounded by right wing nut jobs. We are so well armed <laughs> I will say here. though, like, what about like Ruby Ridge? That guy was totally off the grid, well armed. They still got him. But, but if, if we're talking about a collapse. They, technically, they got his wife and, and dog, like, right? in the head yeah. while she was carrying the baby. They, and Randy Weaver, like they, they paid him for killing his wife. You know? Jeez. Yeah. 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 But, he recently uh, but, passed away, I think. That's the federal government. They can do that stuff now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If the system You're collapses total collapse. and there is no federal government anymore, people in cities are going to be very hungry. And they'll start ma- spreading out like a wave in every direction. And we're elevated. Most of these people are not going to want to climb uh, up the 200 or 300 foot elevation where we are from the rivers. If they do, they're in serious trouble because one, we are well armed. And two, in the high ground, I'm not really worried. And we're surrounded by right wing nut jobs. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that happens is if, if, if it's something hit the fan, we'd have a group of people at the intersection waving waving down the car and being like which house do you live in where are you at we're gonna have a meeting they put up flyers and be like emergency community meeting and then we would make determinations on where the barriers go up who who's gonna be working watch who was our law enforcement i think we'd be pretty good every single person is gonna be like here's who i am here's my name here's my family no know, know us you know we'll, we'll have a passcode for the neighborhood 
everybody's armed. We don't have a whole lot to worry about. And the preppers will be so excited because it's what they've been waiting for this whole time. <laughs> who, I don't think they'll be excited at all. I think it'll just be like another Monday. Who else, yeah. who else here at the castle has night vision besides me and you, Tim? <laughs> who else has got it? Dude, in the, in, what is it? After the collapse of the United States in the middle of uh, the mountains, the man with night vision is king. Yeah. No joke. No joke. Especially One, if you've got dual tubes. Then you yeah. can walk through the woods without falling on your I face. I got those. <laughs> and imagine it's a new moon. It's pitch black outside. There's limited light. You by yourself can can take over properties and, and it's just night vision's no joke. It's I was reading about coolest. how uh, U.S. military superiority, a lot of it is based on night vision. Yeah. Going into like the Middle East where these people can't see anything in the dark and they walk through like it's daytime. Yep. No, like, man. Night vision, night vision dual tubes are good for like if you have to move around and then if you're, if you're going to like just like check out a position, get thermal. But thermal is no good for when you're moving around because you can't see stuff. But thermal, you can see if there's anyone there and the night vision will go ahead and get you there. So. Cool technology. Zone DNB says, Tim, your only net positive taxpayers can vote is a great idea until something happens that leads to only the rich World Economic Forum types able to vote. Bad idea. No, because they would have to then allocate their tax money to you. Otherwise, if they don't, you become a net net, net taxpayer. So it's possible what they do then is they say, so, so imagine it this way. Let's say there's five billionaires. And they say, all right, we're going to implement a tax on uh, at X percent. Let's say only they pay it and they're all paying one billion dollars. So five billion dollars goes into the tax coffer that divided amongst all of the people gives them a couple dollars in tax liability in in, in tax benefit, Mm -hmm. meaning if you then pay five dollars in taxes, you're now a net taxpayer and you get to vote. So. It's an interesting idea. I don't know if I don't know if it does work, but that is not a reason why it would not. It would have to be like if there's 100 million people paying taxes and 250 who aren't, then those 100 million can vote. But if those 100 million vote to take away to to lower taxes because they don't want to pay them, that makes more net tax net taxpayers who can vote. So you see, eventually you'll find an equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a billionaire won't save you. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share this show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com and buy Cast Brew Coffee at Casper.com. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me at TimCast Kingsley. Do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, just please follow me at Kingsley Cortez on all the platforms. Thanks for having me tonight, guys. Absolutely. I am Phil Labonte, the lead singer of All That Remains. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm Phil That Remains on Instagram. I am Phil That Remains Official. Uh, the band is all that remains. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, I think, uh, YouTube, you know, all of those, <laughs> all those things. Guys, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasovic on both of those, on both of those platforms. And please check out Pop Culture Crisis Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific right here on YouTube. We had a great episode today. Gothics was in the studio with us. Go check that one out. It was great, guys. And I am Surge.com. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. Follow me on SoundCloud, too. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, I'm really close to a lot more people on Twitter than I ever thought I would have. I'm like, I think it's like 8,000. So maybe you can be the 8,000 person and I'll talk to you for like 10 minutes, maybe. I don't know. Cheers, guys. Right on. Well, everybody, we'll have clips up throughout the weekend. We do have some documentaries that are coming out soon. We wanted to put out Lauren and uh, we had Lauren and Ben, uh, Lauren Southern and Ben Stewart here because we were like, we're going to get ready to launch. But then we uh, we needed to run them through basically like copyright check, 
which ended up taking longer because it always does. And I'm like, oh. but uh, hopefully those are out in the next week or so. And then maybe two weeks. But, uh, actually, we're also thinking of doing a full premiere. So after we were like, let's do the legal check. I think uh, Lauren and John were like, what would you think about doing a premiere? And I was like, I would gladly do it a, the a theater release. That would be fantastic. And like, well, why don't we do it? I'm like, okay, well, then we need a month to prepare. So maybe we do that. But I kind of just want to release them. We'll see what happens. But I, I do appreciate all of your support. You make it possible. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And we will see you back on Monday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.